The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What's going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 264. Today's date for the archive is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. We are live, as always, over on YouTube and on Facebook. If you're out there, go ahead and say something in the comments. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you are wanting to call, <coughs> excuse me, got a little bug. If you're wanting to call or text into the show, yes, you can call or text in the show. Utilize a ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. Check out Aegis at www.aegisguncare.com. That phone number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're, you're looking for that light, Call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I'd be a pretty decent ear to listen to and maybe talk you through some stuff. If you are looking for someone that can get you some medical attention, remember two things, guys. One, you're definitely not alone in this fight. You've got a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, Utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. Or from your cell phone, just dial 988, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. As always, we're going to spotlight the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title of the United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcast over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let me uh, see. Did Clover change the way he was, like where he was? Because I think he was supposed to be on the bottom. And I think he, since he has the power, I think that little bastard moved his thing up there. I want to, there you go. I wanted, I wanted Clover down at the uh, bottom of the totem pole. But anyways, what's up? I actually did uh, not change it, but I, I just changed it back. So I fixed it. Oh, I, I think probably because you do have the power, it probably puts you up top just because you do actually have control. So it probably recognizes that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, right when he jumped in, I noticed it switched. Yeah, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So, yeah, real quick, uh, I want to get a quick shout-out to Chris from the 740s, a new – YouTube channel member. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. Welcome to the dark side, my man. We want to send a shout out to all of our patrons and YouTube channel members. Thank you for the support. Uh, we really couldn't do this without you. So uh, if you are a member of the YouTube channel membership or a patron, uh, I put a post out there uh, to you guys yesterday, the day before, a couple within the last couple of days. And uh, oh, Lord, um, our director, our executive vice president of food and beverage will be joining us soon, as soon as he gets his camera turned on, but there he is. What's up? Um, What's up? But if you guys are channel members or patrons, I put a post out there. We are going to have, um, be recording with Dave Boone Benton, who is one of the other, uh, Benghazi heroes. He's a Marine. He's written a book. that's taken a long time for it to get okayed and approved by DOD department of state, all of that stuff. 
Uh, but it's coming out here pretty soon. They're gonna he's gonna join along with the um, the person who co-wrote the uh, the book with him. Be joining the Jarhead podcast. And so what I'm gonna be doing is uh, on top of all the questions we normally ask in that podcast, I will spotlight a question from the YouTube channel membership and from the Patreon membership. And I'll highlight who asked the question and all that. So if you guys have any questions for for Boone, uh, leave a comment on the post either on the uh, YouTube community tab for uh, YouTube members or on Patreon. Just comment the question and all that. We'll make sure we get those questions asked during the podcast. Uh, other than that, let's uh, say hello to uh, the Filthy Four. I guess it would be the uh, four, including me, but uh, it is what it is. From EAA. From parts undisclosed, 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 I think it's undisclosed location. We're not going to tell you where he is, but he is on the road for work. Uh, what's up, Chase? How you doing, my man? What's going on, man? Doing good. You've had yourself a day, huh? Yeah, you know, traveling all day, putting stuff together. It's a great time. Yeah, and tomorrow is a real fun day, huh? Super fun. So much. Super duper. Thursday <laughs> for sure. And that's why you get paid the big dog money. Yeah, something so, like that. Something like that, yeah. I get the big dog. Uh, that's right. As we've mentioned, uh, our buddy from Gear Report, he is the executive vice president. I've given you a promotion. You notice that? Whoa. The executive vice president of food and beverage. What's up, TJ? How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Sorry, I was late. I had to, I had to mix a couple cocktails. I'm, I'm doing bourbon and Pepsi, so I had to mix like four of them up here. You know, the sad thing is, is you were only about 10 seconds later than Clover. You know, he was being a little diva bitch. You know, he likes to show up late, you make know, an entrance. He makes me, makes me, he has to make an entrance. He has to make an entrance. It's all about him, you know. I know. Has he's not even sure on screen tonight. What do you say, Chase? Has to make sure he stays huge in Turkey. Got to keep that persona up. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge <laughs> in Turkey. Yeah. Speaking huge. of that little... Speak that little bastard from the great state of Texas, the tactical virus. I mean, uh, Leprechaun himself. What's up, Clove? Yo. You know, without with friends like this, you don't need enemies, do you? No, not really. <laughs> uh, let's say hi to everybody out there. Let the YouTube algo algor rhythms give a chance to get the notifications out. Uh, like I said, Chris was out there as a new channel member. Chris was 740. Be looking forward to meeting Chris. He's going to be Chris? in uh, Tulsa in a couple of weeks uh, for Wanamaker. Yep. It'll be the first time to meet him in person. So I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting him and working with him and all of that and um, maybe learn something from him. Uh, Buck's out there. He says, hey, everybody. And uh, Cal's out there, the tactical pickle from California. California. If you guys know SNL, you know what I'm talking about there. Uh, Skip says, now the topic tonight is, should I start reloading? And Skip says, you should have already started, bro. Buy Dylan products and never look back 40 plus years. I cast too. Um, we're going to get into that. Faux shizzle. Lockjaw's out there. I hadn't seen Lockjaw for us. Hola. Como esta? Man, I hadn't seen Lockjaw for a while. Good to see you. Wes, what's up, buddy? I'll see Wes in a couple weeks in Wanamaker as always. Uh, always have fun seeing him. G says the fifth thumb up. Let's get those thumbs up. Damn, dude. Let's get those. If it's only five out there, let's get those thumbs up up there. I don't, not that I really care, but it's nice to have that. We're four of them. Uh, huh? <laughs> I said we're the four of them. <laughs> well, it's probably true. Like I, I, I have alt accounts that I have out there that definitely thumb it up. So yeah, uh, it is what it is. But G, you've got a, you've got a link as always. Uh, if you want to jump in, feel free. 
uh f and h is out there yo what's up homie uh and snob snob's out there unfortunately i'll have to see snob in a couple weeks he lives there so um i'll, I'll have to run into snob while in tulsa so that's what it is but yeah buck's gonna i think as of right now unless something has changed um buck and i will be heading up there that friday after lunch get up there hopefully we don't run into more tornadoes like we did uh a year whenever that was ago a couple, you know whatever that was um actually i think it was a year, was a year ago. ago yeah yeah it was a year ago and uh man like we were like we could see like the funnel like it was crazy um it took us what an extra two hours to get there because we were going about 20 miles an hour uh dodging hail and all that on the highway and all you guys were sitting there waiting for me is i told you guys to go eat but you guys were nice you guys still uh still waited on me so um buck doesn't have to That's worry a- about my snoring anymore because i do have my cpap so he's not gonna have to worry about that this year so he'll, he'll probably be happy about that so the good thing about Waterburger, it's open 24 hours so we can this wait. is true yeah well, I was planning on being there like between like five, five thirty or something like that. And it took me to like seven, seven thirty to get there. It was nuts. Uh, man, that, that, oh, as soon as we hit the turnpike in Muskogee, like it was just literally raining, like literally almost cats and dogs. It was just nuts. And then as we got closer to Tulsa and it got dark, it was the hail and it was the wind. And it was like, and I literally had Buck on like funnel, you know, duty. Like, bro, if you see a funnel, tell me we're stopping underneath the overpass or something. But it's what it is. But, um, yeah, anyways, looking forward to seeing everybody. Um, be meeting some new faces this year, as always. Obviously, uh, we'll be seeing the, the regulars. We'll be missing TJ. TJ's got um, another place to be, don't you? You're not going to be at Wanamaker this November. Suppress Fest. I might do – I'm debating. I might do Suppress Fest one day and then go up to CanCon the next day. We're gonna see. I'll see. A lot of that, that, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of cans in in one weekend. It's a lot of, a lot of quiet shooting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> quieter of, than people, but quieter. not you know, Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Real M Keeper says hello, hello. So yeah, um, yeah. If you guys know on our channel every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at ten a.m. We put out our ghost tactical polls over in our YouTube community tab. We have a lot of fun with them. Uh, we, we have some fun with a couple. We always have a, a, a gun-related one, but we also like to have a little fun with some music, some food, some movies, all sorts of weird stuff. So let's go check out our polls from uh, this last week. Last Thursday, uh, 1.1 thousand votes. When you see graffiti on the side of an overpass, what's the correct response? That's art. That's vandalism. Or how the hell they get up there? Chase, what's the correct response in your eyes? That would be option three. Yeah. I've always, seriously, how the hell do they get up there? And it's like, because it's like, it's on the side. So like when you're driving, it's perfectly visible. So, like, if if they're hanging over, they're doing everything upside down, which makes it even more impressive that they can do it, or they have a big-ass ladder. I mean, like, and, like, it doesn't take, like, two seconds to do that stuff. It takes a while to make this art, and it's like not like no one's driving in that highway the whole time, so it's really weird. Uh, Clover, what about you? Is it art? Is it vandalism? Or how the hell do they get up there? Yeah, you got to wonder how. Wow. 
I just want to see it one time. Like, I want to see it at three o'clock in the morning. I want to see them doing it and say, you know, I want to stop and just like, bro, like, that's awesome. Like, you, seriously. You have to go to the uh, the choice neighborhoods for that. Well, you know, you could tie three in the morning. You could tie off a, like a little short rope ladder off the top. You know what I mean? And, but maybe, I mean, there's, yeah, way. there's all sorts of ways you could do it. I just want to know actually how they do it, like for real. I'm with you. That was, that was my answer too. Like, maybe I mean, they got a bucket help? truck. They're just really high tech and they have bucket trucks now, you know? Like, they get a drone snapped each, snapped each foot. Oh, wow. Yeah. There. It just, yeah. Now that'd be yeah. kind of cool, wouldn't it? Instead of paint by numbers, it's paint by drone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they could probably do that now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. What's up, Snowman? Um, yeah. Um, 59% agree with all of us. How they get up there? Want it? 32% say that's vandalism. Only eight people, eight percent of the people that voted appreciate art that is graffiti on an overpass. I actually kind of like it sometimes, you know. Yeah, you know, so it's pretty cool. You know, it's like really, said, it's really bad on the trains that come through yeah. here, uh, on the train cars. And I'm, I'm not oh, saying yeah, it's bad; yeah. it's a bad thing. But here's, a, I mean, there's some beautiful, some beautiful stuff that's done, yeah. like whole train cars with murals and stuff. And it's yeah. like they've got that kind of skill to do that with a with the spray paint can with spray right? paint they're yeah. that artistic and it's like you're painting on the side of a train for like free it's like you could literally be painting the sides of buildings and and all kinds we, of we stuff have we paint. have a, a couple artists we have a couple buildings here in our town that have side brick walls that allow local artists come and do murals and all that's kind of cool yeah we um, got now here's the thing though i know that it, it i know that it seems interesting, and why would they do a train car, right? One, it's it's stopped for hours at a time when they're not riding. It's just going to be theirs. they got plenty of time to do it. But two, just think about it. There's no telling where that train car is going to go in its lifetime. So millions of people potentially could see that one person's artwork all over the country, depending on where that, track, that, that train car gets loaded to. That's kind of interesting, you know? F and H says getting paid doesn't thrill some people. I get it. Uh, Smeggy's up over there in uh, uh, I'm Northern California. I'm not going to say where because, but Northern California area. He says he has some good art around here in the city. I bet you do uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, let's see here. Our second poll we put out yesterday. I'm going to do this one first. Uh, it's only got 744 votes. I'm a little disappointed, guys. The numbers, maybe this wasn't a very good, it was a pretty boring question. I thought it was funny, but obviously not very many people voted it. Only 744 votes. So uh, what is the average number of days between when your laundry finishes its cycle in the dryer and you actually put it away or hang it up immediately after one or two days, three to seven days, or it's still there. Uh, Clover, we'll start with you. Close out of the dryer. How quickly do you guys get the clothes out of the dryer? Uh, okay, so number one, my wife and I do our own laundries separate. Um, okay. And I can't answer on any of those because it doesn't stay in there. It doesn't stay in the dryer any more than it's usually a few days because my wife has to use the dryer at some point 
but it doesn't get hung up for sometimes week if ever you know it's like it goes into these baskets in the laundry room and i just get my clothes out of the baskets i never do i like never put my clothes up i never do and it drives my wife up the wall but so i'm I'm a mixture i'm a mixture of does it come out of the dryer yeah but the whole get hung up put away not so much yeah yeah we um Around this household, Yoko, as soon as that dryer goes off, Yoko's getting that clothes out and we're hanging it up, folding it up and all that. So it's it's done immediately. Uh, if it lasts more than an hour, I'll put it this way, it never will last overnight, like ever. Um, Yoko, she she drives a pretty pretty hard ship in that. Uh, Chase, what about you? Laundry around the house. How quickly does it get taken care of? Well, if I'm doing it, like I, I watch a lot of my own stuff. Because I love my wife, but she just throws all that shit in there together. I love my wife, but yeah, I, can't, you know, I, I, I was taught a long time ago that everything before the word but really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, true story sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, if I'm doing like if it's like, you know, nicer clothes, whatever, I, you know, I pull them out of the dryer, hang them up. Now, like Clover was saying, when it comes to like, Underwear, socks, like where we're at, you know, board shorts, that kind of stuff. That shit sits in laundry basket. And I just pulled out like a board shorts. I don't. We don't worry about you know. I don't. I, I don't care about putting that shit in a drawer. I got old fast. Please tell me that you wear board shorts and a, and an EAA tank top to work with flip flops every now and then. I do wear like fishing shorts and flip flops pretty much every day. That's ocean proof. Nicer shirt on, but yeah. TJ knows what it's about. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a t-shirt. It actually has sleeves, not like yeah. a tank top. Okay. It's a very it's a very nice t-shirt. Hush. <laughs> uh TJ, how quickly does Crystal get your ass to do the laundry, but get it out of the dryer and get it hung up and shit? Oh she she tries. Bless her heart. But she, <laughs> she, yeah, I'll do I, I'm the same, but I do my laundry and then I'll throw it in the laundry basket and put the laundry basket on my side of the bed. And when that basket's empty, when, when that basket's empty, I'll take it over, load up all my dirty clothes off the floor, and then take it back to the washer. So about seven days. There you go. There you go. Uh, G23 says a jellyfish is just a wet ghost. That's some deep shit right there. Just saying. Oh. Yeah, that'll make boom. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to understand what that means, but it sounds You're pretty like that's deep. it. Shut it down. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, G out there says train graffiti is how the communists communicate for free on the capitalist dime. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, Pickle out there says in Sacramento they have a yearly contest called the Wide Open Walls for those kind of. That's pretty cool. And I bet you I'm imagining. Well, here's the thing: like, do they every year do they, I guess they repaint those walls white and give them a new canvas or? Like, do they leave the the one that wins up all year to the next year and then paint over everything else? That'd be interesting to find out. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, Smeggy says, I paint a chair against the wall on train cars. People don't under, people people that know know what that means, and it's pretty cool. Like, that would be a cool thing to start tagging everything with a chair against the wall. That would be a pretty awesome tag. Uh, if, if you know, you know. Put it that way. Uh, G says, I was going to say there are always free things in train cars that have a chair against the wall painted on them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Smeggy. 
I don't hang my clothes up unless I do laundry with the girl's clothes also. I take her stuff out and fold it the same day. G says, I couldn't answer that question because I don't believe in using clothes over again. That's unsanitary. I wear them once and send them away. Hey, you know, it's what it is. G says, my wife does the laundry. Okay. Do you not help her fold and hang up? Nice. I mean, I good like Lord. That. He's got her trained right, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Screaming strolls. I'm just here for the tacos and beer. Same here. It is Taco Tuesday. So, um, and, and these guys know in our green room, you know, we, we do on Tuesdays, we, we instead of having cookies and all that, we have cerveza and tacos. So, um, Taco Tuesday, man. Uh, as far as a poll, um, 45% said immediately after. 27% said one to two days. 18% say it's still there. And three to seven days got 10%. So, uh, and then our uh, poll we put out Saturday, it's got 2.1 thousand votes. Kind of going off of what we were talking a little bit about last week. <clears throat> um, which one of these would you recommend as the best entry level shotgun? Benelli Nova, Mossberg 500. Remington 870 or the Winchester SXP. Uh, Clover, going to start with you. Or TJ, I'll start with you this time. Of those four, uh, which Mossberg. one would you say would be the Mossberg best entry level shotgun? Mossberg 500, I think. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's solid. It's reasonable. It works. I like, I, we still have one. Well, I mean, you know, here, here's this. I'm going to bring Chase and Clover. You guys can answer, but um, is the Mossberg 500 today's Remington 870? You asked this question 20 years ago. The 870 probably gets 99% of the vote. Right. Yeah. Um, 15, 20 years ago, 870 for sure took it. But now the 500 is like the ubiquitous, like home yeah. defense shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 just simply because Remington had just gone to pot and with all the new fire owners coming in, I mean, they don't see as many new Remington 870s on the shelf. And, and, and let's be honest, yada, yada, the yada newer 870s years. aren't what they were 20 years exactly. ago either. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And people think like a Remington 870, like when, like what we're talking about, they think like a, you know, a police Magnum from 20, 30 years ago. They don't think yeah. a modern 870 anymore because it's not the same gun it's just yeah we so let me ask let me ask you this guys and this is open to everyone today right now would you take a modern 870 or a mossberg maverick oh, that's a tough call that's that's a tough, tough call. one i'm not so sure that i wouldn't take the maverick over today's 870 i'm just saying well, there I ain't no such thing It'd as be a tough. day's 870, but I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It'd be yeah. from a year or two ago. I guess I'll take the average. Yeah, not like, but I mean, what I'm saying is, is we're not talking about the great 870s of years it's gone by. I take, I take today's most modern. modern. Yeah. And I, I mean, the Maverick. Yeah. I want to put my hands on one of the new, new, like rim arm 870s that they, they say they've, you know, gotten everything worked out or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But, I'm going to withhold judgment on that until I see one. Until I can really, really use one to have a better opinion on it. But I would I'm probably go with the Maverick, honestly. Yeah, I'd probably go Mossberg, too. It's it's going to be a little bit heavier and all, a little bit clunkier, if you will. But mm-hmm. I think, but 
Yeah, I just I would. Trust but you're it talking more. about the Maverick costing obviously less than the 870, yeah. and you're still probably getting an equal value as far as quality, possibly. I mean, yeah, I think it'd be know. a little better value. Yeah, cost versus what you're getting. Yeah. I think it's it's yeah. like I said, it, it's Maverick's got a, a few little drawbacks, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, well, it's the Maverick is what time. it is. You yeah, know, yeah, it, it's it not is, a bad it, and that it's anything else, you know? Yeah. It is what it is, but you can, just like you could tweak at 870, you can tweak the Maverick. That's right. Sure. And you could probably tweak the Maverick and still be under what the 870 would originally oh, yeah. stock cost, yeah. or about the same, about the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Smeggy, Smeggy says, don't tag with a chair unless there's stuff in there that could help the resistance. Imagine thinking you found a stash and it was just ghost painting for fun. Well, First of all, anyone that knows me well knows that I can mess up a stick figure and a circle. So me drawing for fun doesn't happen. Um, if you see me drawing, it's for a reason. <laughs> um, Screaming Skull says, my first gun was an 870 Express Super uh, Magnum. We talked about that last week. And once again, this is this is we're talking about the 870 and the 870 Express. You know, the 870 Express would probably... That's probably their version of the Maverick. Is that yeah. right? Would you, would more you or less. Yeah. say that more or less? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you talk about an old better. Express and then a Maverick, which one would you take over each? Oh, uh, I think I'd go 870 Express. Okay. If it was like a 20 year old 870 Express, like one of the early ones. Yeah. I'd right. Probably yeah. take 870 yeah. Express. Yeah. 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 Okay. They were cheaper, but they were still built right. Uh, true. Crystals out there says love in my Mossberg pistol grip. Uh, I agree. 500. Uh, I've got the 590, but it's still, you know, a 500 series, if you will. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm not going to read it, but thank you, mandatory carry. Uh, I'll, I'll show it, but I won't read it. He just, you know, whatever. Thank you. Appreciate you, bud. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is he's calling fixed not normal mandatory carry is my favorite weirdo and, and he knows that I'm going to call him weird he's a different dude uh, but he's my different dude and uh, so it is what it is thanks buddy um, Clover of those four Benelli Nova Mossberg 500 Remington 870 Winchester SXP what are you thinking hands down bar none Mossberg Okay, Chase. What about you, Mossberg? Yep, I'm gonna go Mossberg as well. Um, Fifty-six percent of the vote, two point one thousand votes. Disagree and say the eight seventy. The five hundred comes in at thirty-two percent. The Nova at nine, and the Winchester at three percent. Those people are wrong. Um, Old people. They've got, they've got no experience. Yeah, no experience. This is a tactical channel. Keep that in mind. So, you know, they have the ability, all these tactical people out there to be wrong. That's that's perfectly fine. Well, if they're going to go that route, they should have went super. They, they would have gone with a 500. <laughs> yeah, what they were doing is they were trying to strike that happy medium. That's what they were doing. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, and let, let's be honest. They would have showed their tacticalness had they picked one of the other ones. See. Yeah, they're they're hiding the shadows. Was Benelli Nova on that list? 
Yeah, it was. Say, yeah. If you want to get your teeth knocked out, go get you a Benelli Nova. That's all yeah. I got to say. Oh, Holy yeah. If you never shot a Benelli Nova, like if you, if you think you're a man, God. not even a three and a half, just put a three inch in a regular, not a supernova, a regular. A two and three quarter. What are you talking about? I know, but I'm saying if you think you're a man and you don't think recoil's a problem, put a three inch in a Nova. And that's, see the, what happens. That shot, that's the worst shotgun I've ever, 12 gauge shotgun I've ever handled in my entire life is a Benelli Nova. It's sick they, how, how much it kicks. They shoot so I mean they run and they shoot well, but they let and it's they amazing do. how many of those sell, you know. Yeah. Now here's a question. Well, how many price. of them prices? Yeah, a lot of I know. But so so here's the thing. Out of all those ones that get sold, I want to know how many of them fall in one of these two categories. Either they are sold immediately to someone else mm -hmm. or they're put up in the safe and never brought out again. One of the two. I think you know? that's I think that's why, and, and here's the thing, mine, I think I might have gave 200 bucks for it, and it, I bought it used, yeah. um, and I'm pretty sure that that's why you see them, like, people just want to get rid of them, like, they yeah. buy them, and, and they shoot them a little bit, two or <laughs> three like times, and they're again. like, screw this, and it goes in the safe, and they never sees the light of day, and eventually they're like, I just want to get rid of this and get something else, and so, well, how many people are going to buy that because it's a Benelli, you know what I'm saying? I think they do is initially because the price point for it being a Benelli is pretty decent. That's what I'm saying. Like, I got a Benelli for like this. I mean, exactly. you could get a regular Nova cheaper than you could get an 870 there for a while. Yeah, really? Yeah, I sold a lot of them because of that. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were ever going to be below an 870. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but but it's, so here's another thing. The 870 winning, talking about name recognition, how many of those votes were because the 870 is kind of even today like the shotgun? You know, I mean, it's everyone knows an 870. So I wonder how many people voted 870 just because that might be the one shotgun that they've heard of. Well, you know, it gets into when we when you did the one with the Garand and some of these other ones. Yeah. Whenever mm -hmm. we do things like these, I've got to wonder how many people are doing off of experience. You're right. It's experience or it's name recognition. Right. right. It would be interesting to know that. And I don't know how you would set up a survey or a poll to figure that out and yeah, you know, whatever, but it, it would be that interesting. That would be a question. That yeah, would be a question. Yeah. Because I, th I think uh, the 870 gets gets a lot more. I mean, it's it's a more common sure. you know, pop culture type thing. Yeah. It is. And if you talk to everybody in the Southeast, predominantly where we're at, if you ask every good old boy out there, you know, you know, rifles, shotguns, whatever, they're going to say Remington 700 and a Remington 870 because that's all yeah. they've known for 50 years. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Calavera says, I duck hunt with a supernova three and a half and number four heavy shot. It's a man right there. Yeah. yeah. The I've seen Calaveras. He's not a man. I've met Calaveras. He's not a man. He's a He's, he's a got a really good man. shoulder pad or something. Yeah. You got to remember, the supernovas have comfort techs. They're not quite as bad. But this is true. A three and a half inch sucks in anything. Semi, it really sucks in a pump gun. Yeah. Um. Real quick, I do want to send a shout out to Clover Tech. I, I don't like. I I make fun of him, and he pisses me off most about ninety eight percent of the time. It's probably why we get along because we really don't. That's right. But uh, I do want to say thank you. And, and I don't like saying thank you very often, but when, when thank yous are in order, uh, I got a community warning over the weekend over a 12-second short 
that I don't even It was even 21 speak seconds. Into. Don't lie. Don't lie. Was it, it was 21? 21. I don't know. Was it 21? Yeah, it was 21, okay. dude. Don't lie. It was a 21 second short that I don't like all them other big, big YouTubers that, that dig on YouTube out there lying about stuff. Quit, quit. Just tell the truth, man. I'm dyslexic. 12, 21 looks the same to me. <laughs> that's true. So. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You probably hadn't had your morning. Not very crayon. smart. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Yeah. I hadn't had a crayon all day that day. So, um, you know, yeah. I, I, I had a short that I've got a community warning for being against community guidelines for firearms. I'm Which like, it's right. Like that, it's a strike, but, but it's a strike, but it, but I, uh, it's, it is a strike, but I don't get prohibited. Like I can, I can still post or live stream and all I mean, that. The next one, I, I, I get that taken away from yeah. me. Um, so I called them and I said, look, I got this community thing. Not that I really, and I truly don't. I said, not that I give a shit about the video, but I don't want to have that warning kind of stuck on my channel. Cause if I get another one in the next months, you know, a few months I'm screwed. I said, should I appeal this? And, he, and Clover's like, yeah, I would, you know, for another reason, just to find out. So I, I appealed and I wrote, say, look, I'm trying to abide by your rules. If, in fact, that you find this is against guidelines, would you please just tell me what it is so that I don't make the oh, same mistake again? I told you what to write. Remember? Yeah, and I use some of what you said, but basically the yeah. gist of it, yeah, you did. But the gist yeah. of it is, is like I just want to know. Like I have no problem. Just if if I did something wrong, I, I, that's fine. Just tell me what I did. So I appealed it, and Sunday or Saturday night, whenever it was, I think it was Saturday, Saturday night, I get the email back that my appeal has been rejected, and they confirmed that it's against community guidelines. I'm like, what in the hell? Right. So Clover passes it through his people that he has at, at youtube and and we all make fun of clover acting like he knows people at youtube we all say he's full of shit he did because as of a couple hours ago it got overturned the the video not that i once again not that i care the videos back on i don't care about that but the warning is gone so the strike is gone has been lifted so as much as i give you shit and tell you that you're completely full of crap and don't know what you're talking about and don't know anyone at YouTube. You actually that's, did help me. So thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate it. That's funny. Cause you don't do that, but yeah, no, I don't No, I, um, don't. I do say you, thank you. And when thank you is, is awarded. And I'll say that, you know, it helps when you have somebody, you do pay attention and you do understand it's their playground and you know, you do try, right. And so it's much easier to help those types of people than the ones that just want to spit in the face of YouTube and then complain after the fact. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you're welcome, but you, you, you know, creators like yourself make it easy. Is what I'm saying. Well, you know, there, there are I, 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 the vast majority, the vast majority of creators, not just in our niche, but just in general, the vast majority of creators, I think, are trying to do it the right way. They, they're trying, it's as far as they understand the guidelines, they're trying to play within those guidelines. What really pisses a lot of us off is when there are channels out there, not just in our niche, but there are some in our niche, uh, that are blatantly trying to screw over the guidelines and nothing happens to them. And you're like, I have a 20-second short that is me shooting a 22. <laughs> right. And there are guys that are literally like in YouTube's face, like having problems with the guidelines and nothing ever happens. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. Um, 
you know, Smeggy says the worst part of YouTube is not telling me what's wrong. Like Ghost said, just tell me. And, 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 and I, Clover and I have had this discussion hundreds of time on the phone. My biggest thing with YouTube, I have no problem with YouTube's guidelines. Just be consistent with them. But just the, the enforcement needs to be consistent. Well, you know? Just like just like your case, there was nothing to tell that. And this is with, I would say, 90% of the channels I help. Um, I've helped over the last couple of years. About ninety percent of the time was certainly the case with you. There's nothing. There's nothing to tell that you you did not do anything wrong. There's right. It's it's, it's simple ignorance on the part of the reviewer. You know, over enforcement. You know, laziness. You know, it, it's there's no there's no misunderstanding there. I mean, we're doing what we're supposed to do. It's just we've got people reviewing that don't understand what's going on and and youtube recognizes that's a problem they know that's a problem i've yeah, talked about this forever sure. but again you have to understand the size and scope of youtube we're not talking about yeah. gun streamer or gun tube or those places are great or utreon or youtube or wherever that some little podunk i could run that for a few hundred dollars a month um yeah. website we're talking about the second largest search engine in the world the largest video platform by far in the world with billions of dollars worth of infrastructure at minimum. I, I'd be surprised if it wasn't trillions, to be honest with you, uh, as far as assets and infrastructure. Absolutely. But, you know, and so you got to realize just the sheer amount of content and stuff that they have to deal with. And, you know, out of tens of thousands of reviewers, yeah, you're going to get a, you know, even 1% being morons, right? Or being lazy. It's going to happen. Moron. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Misty's out there. Mrs. Wayne waving hi. Hello, darling. How are you? Now, G-Web says, one time I was thirsty, so I asked Clover for something to drink. He just said that if I would have followed the YouTube policies, I would not have been thir thirsty in the first place. I think that's fair. That's right. I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, tonight... We're going to be talking about should I start reloading? And this has all taken place in the last couple of weeks. Well, it's been going on for a long time. Um, people know that I don't reload. I have said publicly I do not want to start reloading. That's just another hobby slash uh, something that I'm going to have to create time for because I do understand talking from a lot of my buddies that do reload. Once you get into it, it can be addicting in itself because you're you're on the search for the perfect recipe, the perfect loads, all of this, that, and the other, finding the right components for the best price. Like it's very time consuming and very addicting, um, just in itself. That's the, probably the biggest reason um, that I never did. Plus, ammo prices were so cheap until a, a couple of years ago that, like for me, I shoot mostly like five, five, six, nine millimeter. It's going to take a long time for me to make money, if you will, on nine and five, five, six or two, two, three. So that's one of the reasons, the biggest reason why I never did. Now, two years later, after this whole pandemic thing with ammo prices, they're coming back down. I found some six, five Creed uh, in 140 grain. Now, they're not match grade, but it was six, five, 140 grain. Uh, 6.5 Creed for about a dollar five, uh, which is it was about 250 at one point. Um, but I found it for about a dollar now, so it, it's coming back. It's not still not back where it was a couple years ago, but it's a lot better. Um, 
But the reason why I'm thinking about doing this is for my competition shooting is the availability of getting match grade ammo for a decent price. That's all the same lot number, not saying that the different lot numbers are going to make the ammo that much different, but if you're going to have to use 300 rounds or so to get ready for a match or whatever, it'd be nice to know that they're all going to be pretty close to uh, what you want. It's very difficult to find cheap, quote unquote, cheap um, match grade ammo that are all going to be in the same lot number. Um, so I've been talking with a buddy with mine that's on Team RSF, been talking with Clover, been talking with Chase um, a lot in the last couple of weeks about different components. I mean, Clover and I spent like three hours on the phone talking, reloading stuff. And God knows if I ever, if I would have told you 10 years ago that I'd spend three hours on the phone with someone talking, reloading, I'd tell you that you're full of shit, but I did. Um, making sure, you know, kind of going over the different components and all that. Now, the great thing about my situation is I do not have to go and invest in the Dillon presses or any kind of press. Uh, I've got several friends in the area that reload that have all said, hey, get your stuff, come over, you can use my press, and and we'll hang out, watch a game while we're loading a few 500 rounds or whatever. Um, So the investment of that 700 to a thousand or whatever uh these presses are going for i don't have to factor that in thank goodness um but components are still a little high um some of them are still hard to find but i i do believe that i'm going to i'm gonna start uh i've got about i got about 600 rounds of brass now they're not all the same there's some horny there's some nova there's some SMB. There's some. There's about four different, uh, but but they're brass. Uh, I've got probably I got enough for about 280. I think I counted in the uh, Hornady brass, which is gives me enough to be good um, for a few, at least a few reloads of that same brass. Um, but I'll be going to Wanamaker. I'll be looking for some different brass and all that. So uh, TJ Clover Chase, like. I'm, I'm the person that's never done this before. Like I've never even like, like thought about it until seriously until about, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, Am I, yeah. Am I stupid for thinking about jumping in the reloading game? Or is this something that um, I probably should have been doing, especially in the competition side uh, with six, five, is this something I should have been done from the, from the beginning? Yeah. I think, I mean, as far as competition, I definitely would have been doing it that way. You're, you know, the yeah. everything is the same all the time. But yeah, I'm new to it too. I've I just bought everything when the uh, the great ammo getting hit. Um, you know, yeah. I bought a, I picked up. A, we have a reload place. I got the Dylan Press, and I got my dies, and I've been picking up powder and primers as I as I get them. But I haven't reloaded a round yet. But yeah. I have the stuff. Tens of thousands. Now- and powder what what calibers if you were going to start reloading would you go into like nine and two two three or is it like some uh, of their longer range I stuff do, i would do six five and then uh i might i mean i don't two two three is so cheap right now i wouldn't even bother so yeah. but i mean i just six five i would definitely do and i've got the dice unless for you're that. doing some unless you're doing some wild two two three i've got some 100 grain i've got some 100 grain uh Two two three. Actually, I've got a big, fat, 
Did you say a hundred grain? One hundred grain. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. So uh, it's been a decade. It's ago not necessarily subsonic. Though. It's not. That wouldn't be considered subsonic. It's not, would it? No, it's not subsonic. No, it's not. Okay. okay. So like uh, about a decade or so ago, it probably may have been more than that. So Midway. Uh, they sell their blim whatever stuff in the blue box. Anybody that reloads and is bought for them know what I'm talking about, like bulk stuff. And and I was on there one night. I was like, what the crap? A 100 grain 224? Like what in the world? And yeah. so I like pulled the trigger on like 500 of them. Um, and it, it before it even come in, I was doing some homework. And apparently Black Hills was developing around to do something with the government uh and this is not a conspiracy theory thing i don't know if it was military or whatever all i could really figure out it was some kind of a contract they were trying to win with the government they were developing a 556 round or 223 round right um with that 100 grain projectile and so they obviously they didn't win or the project was scrapped i don't know the deal details with that but Midway bought out all the surplus that they had, right? And so that's where it came from. So um, I've got a couple hundred rounds loaded, and then I've still got some some of the uh, projectiles in a in a box in there. Interesting though, too. I've got some titanium core Israeli two two four projectiles as well that are pretty neat. They're sixty four grain, I think, but. Um, interesting so okay. I, I just say that to say you can do some really interesting stuff when you reload too yeah um buck up there says reloading is relaxing see i don't know because like i'm i'm weird like my mind is 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 most of you guys it's been buck knows this. he's he's a friend of mine like i shoot with buck um i'm a weird dude but my mind works really differently i'm really like very much like a math nerd like Math has always been easy to me. Like, I'm not saying I'm like freaking guy on Matt Damon on whatever that was called. Uh, that movie Rain he was Man. in. No, not Rain Man. I'm not definitely not Rain Man, but um, whatever that movie he was in with Robin Williams, where he could just see stuff. And but like math to me, like I can just see numbers and formulas and all that, and it just makes sense to me. I've always been that way since I was a kid. Math has always been just like real. I can just do it. So I'm real nerdy when it comes to like formulas and all that. So I'm sure it is relaxing, but for me, like the 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 mission of the perfect recipe, like is going to keep me going. Like you know, it's going to be one of those things. Like, what if I seed it, you know, a thousand, you know, a thousand more, two thousand, you know, a little deeper, or what if I do this and what if I do that? Like, that's going to be me. Like once I'm in, like I'm going to be like harping on the little small details of it. So I don't know how relaxing it's going to be. Um, let's see here. Screaming Skull Saloon says 20 years from now, we'll find ghosts at a range with a long gray beard on his and his hands and knees screaming for casings. The second they hit the ground, probably, probably. Um, yeah. Now G23 says you should teach your wife how to reload. No. That is not a good idea. Um, first of all, no. She would say no. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, G23 says, if you are talking long range, are you going to get an annealer? I don't even know what the hell it is. What is an annealer? Am I saying that right, annealer? Yes, it's annealing. Basically, it's a process where you 
heat the neck of the case and it anneals it seals it okay um i don't know well, if they, i need to then i will i don't know what my buddies have i don't know yeah i mean you can get by without that um you're quite you can get by without it it's um you get super more, serious you'll buy an annealer so the yeah the the thing super with the, that might know, be we something were, like the next stage of this i might like a year down there or whatever that might be my next stage um so keeping keeping things annealed what you got to realize you get out you get down on a Man, it's trying to be scientific when I'm not scientific. I'm a redneck. Uh, but <laughs> it, has to, do, yeah. it has to this. do with like the, this. right. It has to do with like the molecular level of the brass, right? And so by annealing, you make it more malleable so that you don't have the, the splits in the neck that happen. Uh, <laughs> so. I have this vision. I have this vision of the movie Old School when Will Ferrell is in like his days during the the, the uh, quiz bowl, and he goes yep. off and reads off like disputes. I think that's where Clover. I think Clover found his inner fucking like Stephen Hawking right there. He said a couple of words. I don't think he knows how to spell. I know, right? Chase All right. Yeah. But Chase will back me what up. Were right? say, what, were you, what were you gonna say, Chase? Oh yeah, basically prolongs the life of the brass basically yeah you're basically making your brass last longer you don't stretch necks you don't crack necks that's what you're going for yeah now bug says he has an annealer so there you go um, there you go now are, are these annealers caliber specific or are they just an annealer like no the, the annealing process is essentially the the what you do is you heat the neck of the cartridge up to a certain temperature okay. and then cool it okay. down rapidly Right, so the annealer I got put projectile in it, or is it before you put the projectile in it? You, before, no, before. before you, so, so okay, the okay. the annealer I got is is a Hornady, and it's a single round. They make machines, and they make people make their own annealing machines, right? So what okay. I do is mine has a mine is from Hornady, I believe who it is, but anyway, it is it's got these little jaws on it that are like spring loaded that'll hold the case head, right? So okay. you put it in a drill, you turn your drill, I turn my drill down fairly low. I don't run it real, real high, uh, but it clamps onto the, to the brass, right? At the case head. Okay. And then I've got okay. a propane torch on the, on the table. Right. And mm -hmm. so I'll turn the propane torch on. Now I've got some markers that are temperature specific markers. And okay. so before I start this process, I will take those markers and I'll draw a line across the neck on the brass. Now, mm -hmm. when the brass heats up to a certain temperature, that line goes away, right? It basically it burns it off. You, you get and I'm assuming, I'm assuming so that, that you know, this is this, you get you get you get this process through just experience, right? I mean, it's it's gonna be you, well, you have to you do can, it, right? You read and then it's experience, and and yeah, I mean, there's yeah. people that can probably do it without you know having the markers but that gives me a, yeah. an idea of the temperature range right so then i sure. spin it on the drill over the torch until that line goes away and then dunk it in the uh, got a little bowl or bucket of water right and then just dunk it off in that cool it real quick and you're good to go on to the next one so that's the annealing okay. process it's basically I, use my I use my cigar lighter that went that yeah might yeah. take a little while but sure take a know. little while yeah. yeah i can smoke yeah. while i do it though the key is to get it even, you know, and and not, I mean, not go over a certain temperature because there is that temperature range. It's kind of like, um, 
You've seen so forged in fire. You've seen forged in fire, right? Where they, you've seen forged in fire where they temper the steel, right? Sure, you know, they yeah, take it yeah. out of the forge and they dunk it in the. It's a similar process to that, right? So if you get it heated too much, does it ruin that piece of brass, or can you redo it, or is it that piece of brass done? You think if you go too hot, then yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't use the brass. Wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, the next done if you get too hot. Now, if you didn't get it hot enough, it doesn't matter. Just redo it. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, if it gets wait, if it gets too hot, then just throw that piece of brass out. This once yeah. again, this is stuff that I don't know anything about. Um, I'm but one of those. Also, people... I was gonna say you can also not even freaking worry about it, right? Because you're even without annealing, you're gonna get multiple loads out of a piece of brass. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. If you buy quality brass, that's not so much of an issue to begin with. Right. The idea is, especially yeah. big, high pressure calibers. You get longer life out of them, and you can just do minor trims on the yeah. deck itself and make the brass last longer, which is already insanely expensive. Also depends on what and, and the great thing about my rifle and and the loads that I'll, I'm not looking at high high pressure stuff. Um, so this is one thing that I was going to ask you guys. Like I said, I've got about let's say close to 300 of the Hornady brass that they use. Uh, I've got another 300 mixed up between two or three different brands, but I'm really thinking that. I've been told a long time, um, and obviously it's it's kind of well known, the Lapua brass. Um, but they're saying that it comes uh, a lot of they can, you can get those some of the Lapua brass that's already pre-trimmed and all that. Is that something is the Lapua brass, and let's just take it for my my exact example. Lapua brass versus the horny brass. For the price difference. I'm sure the Lapua brass is going to be a lot, maybe not a lot, but it's going to be more expensive. Does like the Lapua brass give me enough extra loads or does it give a lot of different things that make the price difference worth it over the Horny? Or is that something I need to worry about down the road? I'm talking about like getting started. I wouldn't worry about it. Getting started, I wouldn't worry about it. But in the long run, Lapua brass is superior. You start getting into the yeah. specialty Lapua norma peterson there's a reason that brass costs what it does is because of the life of it yeah. i've got yeah. 308 lapua brass it's got 30 plus loads on it but you can also do that really? with some other wow. stuff too you know depending on the caliber like um i've got some um um dang it some federal gold medal match 308 mm -hmm. that you know i'm running 25 you know i'm in some of that i'm in 25 30 loads you know, and it's it's going strong, fine. And a matter of fact, it's and it's old gold medal match brass. I mean, that was probably manufactured in like the seventies or something. I don't even was, know. I don't know it when was they quality back then. So. I don't know when they started. So yeah, I mean, I can't speak to the new stuff on that, but um, but it's not anything necessarily special. I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. Yeah. It kind of depends. The the beauty of the whole hand loading idea is. You know, you can overcome certain obstacles by tweaking this or that in your in your process, right? Yeah. So you yeah. know, if you're you're if you're not getting you know as much brass life, can you you know are you able to back off of this or back off of that? You know, and then again, it it, it depends on the type dies you're using. Are you are you neck sizing? Or are you full sizing? Are you using you know a bushing die? Are you using you know? Um, are you running a bump die? Or there's trust yep. me, there's all kinds of crazy stuff to get into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I have dyes that are cut off. Y'all killing me, right? 
Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you, Ghost. I have no idea. I've got so much stuff I haven't put it together. The, can, the process of reloading is the process of reloading is seriously super. It's super easy, barely an inconvenience. It, it really is. You know, as long as you don't dump too much powder in there or the wrong kind of powder, like you know, or, or no powder at all, and and you'll get a squib. But with squibs, if you're paying attention, you're fine. Um, you know, worst case, you're you not get a, though. Holy shit! Be yeah. careful. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is true. Um, but. You know that all has to do with powder. As long as you're paying attention to you have your pout to your powder charge more than anything, um, and um, you know, yeah, you're, you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna try to do anything fancy. I'm gonna do. I got the Hornady book. I'm gonna do the basic. And you're gonna see six fives or the two two threes. Yeah. And you were talking about like to the thousands. And and so I work off of like if it's within five thousandths, I'm tickled pink and I'm happy, yeah. right? Five thousandths, yeah. you know. And and honestly, if you're you're talking about range ammo, you can get away with a whole lot more than that and be okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, now Buff did put the annealer that he has. He did put a link out there. So if anyone out there is listening, is getting started like I am, and you're looking for a annealer, there is a YouTube uh, link uh, for EP integrations that that's the annealer that he has. So. I'll go ahead, Chase. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm just saying it's all it's all relative when you're getting started. Getting started, getting used to it, it's fine. You got to remember, the whole point of reloading, really and truly, is not saving money. It's consistency. Yeah. Yeah. When and that's you know, that's, that's where I'm going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's three itself, things. It's more consistent. There's nothing special about it. It's just more yeah. consistent loads. There, there are two main – and the consistency is 1B – but 1A for me is availability. Now, availability of consistent ammo, um, where if, if I had a buddy of mine call up and say, hey, you want to go up to Missouri this weekend and shoot a match, I have to say no right now. But if I can keep you know 500 rounds at all times of all basically the same consistent ammo on hand or at least 300 or whatever, knowing that a match takes about 100. Um, if I can keep, you know, two to 300 on stock at all times, then I, if, if someone does call and say, Hey, there's a sniper matchup in Tennessee, you want to go this weekend? Yes. Yes, I do. And I can, because I've got it. So, uh, for me, the two biggest reasons are the availability, but like you said, the availability of consistent ammo. Um, now I hear what you guys are saying and and I agree. If it was just range ammo, like I wouldn't be like too too concerned about different things. But the ammo that I'm going to be doing isn't necessarily range ammo. Now I'm going to be using some of like maybe the lesser quality brass that I might only get a couple loads out of as practice range ammo. But the recipes and the components are going to be the same. Um, but. I'm reloading for competition. So I, I, that's where I'm a little worried. Like the question I have for you guys is obviously I'm going to be doing a lot of testing. And, and the great thing is, is I, I'm part of a discord group with my uh, team RSF guys. And these guys, some of them are national champions and all that. 
And so they're all willing to share recipes for different loads of 6.5. And, and, and they know that, hey, I've got a Bergara. They say, okay, well, this 6.5 recipe with a Bergara my buddy has, and he does very well with it. So I'll have the availability of having some recipes. And obviously, it's tweaking here and there until I get how I want it and all of that. That being said, I'm not talking like super high precision, like got to go in the same freaking hole um, competitions. We're talking steel um, competitions, typically in PRS. MOA, um, 2 MOA. M MOA, right? 2 MOA. Very rarely are you looking at a half MOA. Uh, as a matter of fact, most of the guys that I know in that realm, said if, if, if you can get your gun to a half MOA, like that's freaking outstanding. Like, you know, you don't need in the PRS and now in the, in the comp. Now you can start getting to national levels and different types of long range competition. Yeah. You might want to get to a half MOA, but if you're able, if you get to at least an MOA or sub MOA with your rifle, you're going to be able to do at that point. It's on you. Like, the rifle's good enough. It's on you at that point. Yep, right. So I'm not looking to try to get extreme high precision stuff, but I want to make sure that I'm getting quality components that are going to give me at least the advantage over what, like normal whitetail shit or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just right. basic hunting rounds or whatever. Um so here's I'm gonna kind of go through some of the stuff that I've been talking with some of my guys with and what Clover and I were talking about. Most everybody has told me to, as far as projectiles go, it's not the highest end, but it's a really good starting point. Um, Burger uh, is Chase Clover. When you like, when I, when I say they said to get some burger projectiles at 140 grain projectiles and all that, I understand they're not the highest, but they're not the but. The burger is is every kind of everyone seems. Hey, it's a really, really, really good, solid choice for value. Uh, what do you guys think of the burger projectiles? Burger, basically, okay, okay. So, burger is probably the best projectile you can buy for the money and yeah. realistically find it without going to some of the super uber specialty companies that are doing like solid copper turn right. projectiles that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing: oh, you, you know, what you've shot previously, and that's why you've got the most brass, which has obviously worked for you. Um, yeah, and yeah. you've been happy with was Hornet, absolutely, and yes. that's just an Amax, and those things are everywhere. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, I don't know. Starting out, I don't know that you just wouldn't go with that and work that up and see what you can do with it. Look, six fives are an inherently accurate caliber. But yeah. the upside to shooting a six five creed. Well, they're a flatter caliber, so they're gonna be uh, they're yeah, they're gonna be a little more just because of the design is gonna be a little more accurate, sure. Yeah. yeah right. But that's what I'm saying. Hardy developed the six five creed cartridge. Hardy developed right. it, Hardy brought it to the market. Yep. They've already done a shit ton of research on it. Yep. For the money getting started, like mm -hmm. Hardy ELD match or an ELD X or something like that is a you know. That's what I use the ELD match. Yeah. And and that's that's and I and I've I've been successful with it. I like it. Um now I also understand, but that's an Amax projectile. No, I I I get it. What I'm saying is is you know that that's what I was asking. Should I should I is that burger? I mean, you know, 
everyone's saying yeah, we, burgers great and all that. So I, I so mean, we, I don't know. Yeah. So what you got to realize is you you look at the match ammo, and it and as Chase said earlier, it's it's less about the component, and it's more about the quality and consistency of the loading yeah. process. Or right? the load. Yeah. Sure. And so that quantity Amax projectile that's in that high dollar stuff you're buying. Ain't no different yeah. than a lot of the cheap Hornady stuff that's out there. It's the same exact projectile, you know? So that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's kind of like you were talking about going with high-end brass from Lapua or wherever. I mean, can mm -hmm. you go Lapua brass and, and you know, uh, what'd you say, burger? Um, yeah. Burger I mean, projectiles, yeah. You can, but you've been using the Hornady, and that stuff's more readily available. It's cheaper to get started, you know? Why not? Yeah. And then Hornady has, here's the other cool thing about Hornady, um, is the projectile, you've got the Hornady brass, Hornady brass is easy to come by anyway. Um, sure. and then Hornady or Hodgson anyway, uh, who produces several of the powder brands, um, mm -hmm. produces Hornady like approved powders, like specifically for Hornady stuff. Yeah, well, the powders is the next thing we're going to get into. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. And, and for me, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those where I, I might I might start out with that horny. Now, the one thing that I am aware of, unfortunately, and not saying that I would want it, but once again, I, I know how my rifle performs with that horny ELD match, right? Unfortunately, Hornady doesn't put out their recipes. And even if they did, I think some of their powders or, or something are proprietary. So you wouldn't be able to actually get that recipe to work either way because you can't get some of the components. From what I understand, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I've been told. Most um, I have a giant Hornady reloading book. It's probably in there somewhere. Yeah, that the factory ammunitions, from talking to guys in the industry, like that's what they do, the ammunition side most of the factory cartridges are blended powders and they've got yes. teams of fucking chemists behind all this. Yeah. It's and unless you know that exact, right. that exact mixture. Yeah. You're not going to be able to yeah. at least replicate. They well, never put get. a blended powder recipe in a manual because that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But here's the thing, but here's the thing. Um, so for, for years now, like I said, Hodgson has created, has put out the Hornady branded powders, right? Yeah. And what I'm saying about those is, yeah, it's not chemical wise and whatever, right? It's not the same as what Hornady may use at the factory. Sure. But sure. as far as the composition goes and as far as of the burn working rate, with the brass, working with that projectile right, and all right. that, yeah. The effective, the effective the effective use is very similar. It's almost yeah. like a synthetic, you could say. Or and something, once right? again, or I'm not looking to be like the high precision. As long as I can hit myself, my MO, one MOA steel, you know, I, I, you know, now I hope to eventually get to that level where I am maybe competing in national events and all of that stuff. That'd be great. Uh, but I'm not there yet. Um, so the next thing is powder. Um, so, so let's, let's recap real quick. Um, Lapua brass is superior to Hornady, but if I've got 300 pieces of brass of Hornady that are once sh once shot, um, you're, all, I think everyone's here saying that at least for the next few loads, probably up to five loads, 
Where I'll be safe and staying up to five loads. Yeah. I shouldn't have to really worry about going to look for more brass at this point. No, here's what makes that brass more, what makes it more attractive to people, but what makes it more expensive is Lapua brass, the makeup of that brass itself is basically harder. It's thicker than the horny is. Horny is softer than okay. that, so it won't last as long. But what you're doing right you now get more brass. loads out of that Lapua, but it's not necessarily yeah. better brass. And it's, right. I mean, it's a little better brass, but it's more consistent again. That's what makes it better is like those cases are all weighed before they're going to the lots. So they're as, as consistent as they can make yeah. it, and that's where the extra money comes in. It's got a longer life, and it's more consistent out of the box. For what you're trying to do now, right now though, is you're you're trying to spend too much money right off the bat learning what you're doing. Right. right. And that's 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 kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm not saying that I want to cheat this out. Okay. I don't want to sit there and say I'm gonna go get the, the cheapest components and everything across the board while I'm learning. I don't mind spending, you know, average to above average quality components to start out with because I want to learn this the right way. That said, um, if I don't have to go and spend an extra hundred dollars on just because the brass might be a little bit better right off the bat, then I, I'd rather save that hundred dollars for getting more powder or more primers or a dye or something like that. You know, I'm going to tie this into I'm going to tie this into something that that I've, I've dealt with for for years uh, with uh, coaching archery. So I would see kids come into the archery program with you know eight hundred dollar Matthews compound bows and stuff, right? Right. And they never learned the fundamentals of a stick and a string. And their mechanics were horrible. Why? Because they had that crutch, right? They had yep, the sure. easy, fancy, best, whatever. And that's what they started with. It's the same concept yep. as everybody needs to start out on iron sights rather than optics. Yep. And they're going to be much more fundamentally proficient later on. By starting sure. out, I, I agree with you. Don't ch cheap out because you're just going to give yourself problems. But going right. average and going and there's nothing wrong with hornady stuff across the board. Like there's nothing. Oh well, yeah, 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 exactly. Hornady, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't want now, people to think that I'm, I'm going yeah. cheap by going horny. You now, know, somebody, somebody exactly. out there like mentioned somebody out there yeah. mentioned Barry's bullets, right? So I wouldn't go with like a plated bullet company or anything like that. You know. I yeah, I'm not going that. steel case. I'm not. I'm not going steel cases. You know, you know right I, off the Yeah. Back. So I, I wouldn't. You know, you're. You already said you're not oh. going to cheap out. You're okay with average. I think going average yeah. is going to allow you to learn things because it's it not primo. Mistakes. Yeah, and you're going to yeah. learn how to tweak this and that, and you're going to load even yeah. better loads once yeah. you increase. Once the I get to those, yeah, yeah, and see that's right. going to work. I want to learn because, and Clover and I had this discussion on the phone. Like one of the big reasons why I'm excited about the the process of of maybe starting to reload is I am that nerd when it comes to this stuff. I'm, I'm looking to learn. Like I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a good shot. Um, but let's be honest. I don't know shit about the ballistics of, of ammo. I've never had to worry about that really. And, like, and I mean, I, I know the ballistics of what is said by the manufacturers, but I've never had to worry about it. Like me changing the ballistics of, of how my firearm is going to work because I don't ever done this. So I'm actually looking forward to learning. I think I'm going to learn a lot about how my rifle works with the ammo, the bullet, all of that scientific nerd stuff. Like I'm actually looking forward to that, you know? So you, so, you know, learn with the average, right? Yeah, and then you don't got to go out and reinvent the wheel. You pick up 
you know, a hundred rounds or not, maybe not even that. Maybe you pick up a box of 20 Lapua brass, right? Just to try once, them. Once, yeah. once fired and a box of a hundred burger projectiles you've spent, you know, you're going to use same powder, likely same primers, right? Yeah. And yeah. you could load that box of 20, obviously five different times. You've got the projectiles. Sure. And you play with that little bit of investment on that. To even and then see once you get that, then you go buy the the lot of of Lapua you may, brass. And you, you may, go your decide, you may decide, and I've done this before. You may decide, screw this. It's not worth changing all my recipes and changing all my stuff around. It's not worth it. And you may decide yeah. it's not worth it for what you're doing. Well, like, it, 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 it would it be nice to have the Lapua and the burgers. Yeah, okay, it might be nice to have all that. But if you don't need it, you don't need it. But who's to say that the Hornady brass with the Hornady projectiles for what I use it for, for my rifle, for my right. recipes, right. don't work better than the burger and Lapua combination? Who knows? At least at, least at your proficiency level with shooting, right? Right, right. That's correct. Uh, mandatory carry says reinvent the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Buck out there says, goes, come join us Friday nights for reloading talk. And I guess it's, uh, the Georgia shooting connection. So, uh, and G23 seconds that emotion. So, um, yeah. You so, you know, I have something to talk, think about when it comes to brass and projectiles. Um, obviously knowing that the Lapua and the burger projectiles are very, very good. I can't go wrong with those. It is nice to hear that I can still utilize the 300 rounds of brass or so of Hornady and maybe get some Hornady, um, projectiles that start trying out stuff with. Now let's go to powder. Um, and, and, and I don't know how to pronounce this Hodges, Hodgins, Hodgden. Um, everyone says for, for what I'm going to be using it for the H4350. Now, that doesn't mean shit to me. Um, that said, <laughs> that said, um, because I know there's about three or four clover now, there's like three or four different 4350s, but from what I understand, the H4350 is the powder that I'm looking for. Now, when it comes to powder. The only the only name I've ever heard of is this Hodgkin, whatever it is that they're saying. Yeah. Um, is there is is all H forty three fifty powder alike, or is it different by brand? Well, H forty three is different than IMR forty three fifty. Yeah, it's, it's not even different by you know, brand. It's, 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 yeah. If, yeah, if it's a different it, number it's, at it, all. Are there different brands of H forty three fifty, and if so. Are they basically the same, or are they all different? Uh, okay, compositionally yes, different. different. They've all got different burn rates. Yep. Yes, they're yes. Okay. There are different ones, and no, they're not the same. I don't think, okay. I don't think any of them are the same. Yeah. You go from one manufacturer to another manufacturer; it's probably different. Yeah, so. the numbers yeah. do not translate. Yeah. No. There's some stuff yeah. that's extremely similar to each other, but it's never the same. Right. Gotcha. Right. It's going to need some adjustment at at best right and so you know you've got several differences chase mentioned the burn rate right that's yep. something that you really got to pay super close attention to because the burn rate affects pressure and pressure is what makes things go boom not bang so right. that's what you with powders that's what and if you're looking up recipes and a reloading book and things like that and getting those powders down from that 
you're not going to have that problem. Yeah. If you're just winging it or, or wildcatting cartridges, right? Like me. Well, back I would in not the, do that because I like I, I, me back in dangerous. the 300 blackout days. Yeah, <laughs> me back in the 300 blackout days. Like I was, I was wildcatting stuff. I had to be really careful. Um, there was no published data on that mess. So you know, you got to then you got to look at, back those days. But there are, yeah, there are burn rate charts, right? out there you can google it and you can find those and it lists basically all the powders in in order of fastest burning to slowest burning or vice versa right they're all in now order do you regardless. want for for a long range precision let's say out to thirteen hundred meters let's say okay would you is a fast burning or slow burning? Is there what's going to give, uh, not for range or for hunting, but for legit like competition? Is there is faster or slower burning powder? Which one is better? Do you think 4350, which is one of the more popular ones for 65 Creed, 4350 is slow burning. Okay, it's on the slow side. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, rifle powders in general are slower burning. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, but then you've got, but here's the other, here's the other thing. <laughs> I, I mentioned the burn rate composition, right? So you've got extruded powder, which is imagine. Okay. I'm going to explain mm -hmm. it. So you've yep. got extruded powder. Okay. Take a pencil. Total lid. gobbledygook. You remember the click, you know, the click pencils that you buy the pencil lead for, right? Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, take that Make and just break. Pencil? Yeah. yeah. Okay, take the lead out and then just break it into little chunks that are, you know, maybe an eighth of an inch long. You know what I mean? That's extruded sure. powder, right? So it's a little cylinder, each individual grain, right? Then you've got ball powder. Ball powder is like, help me out, Chase, like tiny, tiny, tiny BBs or something. Like oh, yeah, it's, it's like my BBs. So yeah, it's a, it's a ball, you know, but it, they're really, really tiny. Yeah. Um, what else do you got? You got then you've got flake powder, flakes. which is usually handguns, which is yeah. literally a flake. It's like it looks like goldfish food. It looks like yeah, it does. It looks like fish food. And then you've got some of the <laughs> black powder wannabe substitutes. Gunsnob uh, wants to get he wants he wants me to kill myself. Yeah. By the way, he says just use pistol powder, fill the case. That'll get you the best possible performance you can get. I yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll get some so why does so why does the composition of the powder matter because Fuck, of the volume because the volume of the case right the bigger those powder granules are the less you can get in a case you feel me okay yeah it's no about, i feel you it's all about the pressure created when you ignite it right now g23 is burn rate plus barrel length Yeah, Traditionally, longer barrels, more accurate rifles. Like, well, yeah. So, but I, I didn't know if that's like a formula. If he's saying that's a formula or not, or that's just yeah, he just want, that. what what he's getting at. Long there, barrel, long want, burn. The burn rates want, maybe maybe depicted upon your barrel length and what you're going to use it for. Is uh, that what you're saying? No, there's there's I I wouldn't say mm -hmm. I wouldn't define burn rate as long and short. Burn rate is fast and slow. No, the so, barrel length. Right. Barrel length. So so that. 
So here's the thing. What what he means by that is how much powder is left over by the time that's not burned by the time the projectile leaves the barrel. You want the optimal point, right? You want enough powder in that case that it it completely burns up and achieves maximum yeah. velocity within that barrel by the time it leaves. You don't want unburned sure powder in your barrel and obviously you don't want to underpower it you don't want at three quarters the length of your barrel okay. all that powder to to completely burn out it and not the last quarter you know of your barrel right it have no well, let me ask you this real quick while you're talking about this does twist rate play any factor in this at all absolutely okay yep. all right apparently everything plays a factor with the weight of the Ooh, projectile yeah let me so let me it right make it hurt more yeah, keep in mind if you're loading where TJ's sitting right now and you're shooting where I'm sitting right now, that's going to be totally off the fucking books where you're hitting. <clears throat> yeah. So you have to keep, you have to take all that into account. So you have to keep in mind, so you know, temperatures, pressures, all that. Right. I'm just reloading range ammo. That's all I want to do. <laughs> but see, that's the problem because I, I understand that. The ammo that I'll be shooting here in Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, probably will be able to work in all three of those areas. The second that I get out to Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, that's a whole different fucking load. You know, that's where a good ballistic calculator comes in because it takes into effect this. Here's the situation when I loaded the ammunition and all of my variables. Now I can plug in my data where I'm at and make it work. So let me ask you guys this, because you just brought up something that I've been thinking about. So, oh, man, God bless. Rabbit hole, rabbit hole, rabbit hole. All right. Good Lord, this might have to be like a, like a three-episode fucking talk. I think right. it is. Um, but anyways, so let me just go down this, because this is something not only that am I interested in and need to know, but I think people out there that are maybe thinking about reloading might get this also. So we talk about reloading and for range ammo, it may not make a difference for like nine millimeter, two, two, three. It may not make a difference, but they talk about reloading and having, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to reload 10,000 rounds and have them for shit hits the fan. Yeah. You buy a deal now, at 50 and you crank them out. You buy a progressive. Right. And you just load the so here's the thing: you just mentioned something, Chase, that the temperature in which in which you load plays an effect on the performance of that 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 round. So if I was going to go to a match next weekend, not this coming weekend, but the next weekend, okay, and I know where it's going to be, I know the elevation of of where it's going to be. I can look at the extended forecast and know it's going to be roughly temperature. Like, do I load that now or do I load that maybe a few days prior to the match where we're talking about temperature? Let's say it's 10 degrees warmer now than it's going to be that during the match. But I know that next Tuesday it's supposed to be about 10 degrees cooler. Should I wait till that Tuesday to load? Is it going to make that much of a difference in the temperature that is when you actually load or or what? I think I mean, a good calculator will compensate for it. Good. What well, I think did he misunderstand what you said, Chase? Yeah. Because I mean, you were talking about once you have your load down, it's going to be different if you go somewhere else. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm at sea level right now. Yeah. Your sea level versus altitude is totally different. Yeah, but you're talking about realistic. you're talking about what that round is going to do. You're not talking about he's right. saying when you yeah. load it. Not when you load it. No. no. 
I'm asking. So, so the, 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 it, it doesn't like matter it. when no, you no. load. No, as long as you load okay. it for it's where right you're going to you take temperature it. out of it. Yeah, Say, right. take temperature out of it. Does it? Because I, I know a lot of people that I mean, I, I become friends with a lot of guys that are in the the long range sniper game, and most of them are loading within ten days of the match. Is that just so they know that it's fresh and all of that, or is there an actual Probably. like? Is that something that they give an advantage of because they it's only within like the last ten days before the match? It's a fresh load. Plus, they're going to go do development shoots with it on top of that before they take it out. Shoot okay. it. They're, they're going to know exactly what it's doing before they take it somewhere. Yep. Right. right. Any major match shooter is going to do the same thing. Yeah. So your yeah. factory ammo is the same thing, right? If you if you shoot the factory ammo at sea level and then you go up into the mountains somewhere, so it's factory ammo is going to shoot different too. So it has no bearing on the reloading. What Chafe was getting at is you need to know once you once you dial in your load. You get out to the range and it's now dialed it's in and it's nailing. In different then you want to take all that. Thing. You want to take all that dope information, right? Yeah. And then you yeah. want to. And then you would okay. Well, I'm yeah. going here, and the, it's this much more hotter, and the elevation is this much higher. And so then you're you not going to change the recipe. You're just going to have to change how it's going to perform, possibly in those different you're gonna have conditions. To change your scope. It's going to hit in a different spot. Yeah. So you're going to yeah, have that's to what I'm saying. But, but you're not. You're not talking about adjusting yeah. the recipe. The recipe stays. Yeah, once you get your recipe down, okay. once you got it dialed yeah, in, you know this you. is what's working in my rifle. Okay, yeah. I got you. Once you okay. go That's to the... zero, you need to have all those variables recorded so you can use that mm -hmm. to figure out where you're at. That's going to be the yeah. best. That's that's typically going to be the best load for your rifle, regardless of the condition you're in. You know what I mean? At this point, you're yeah. just changing your zeros and your your point of aim is not going to yeah. point of aim is not going to equal point of impact. Yeah. That's the only thing. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, well, it may All be right. dead on for you right now in Arkansas. You go to you know other side of Montana in some elevation, and you're three minutes off, say. In light, lighter right. air and all that stuff, yeah. But 100%. if you're shooting, yeah. but if you're shooting two inch groups with it, you should still be shooting two inch groups with it. It's just going to be not in the same spot. Right. 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 Yeah. All right. Now that you've thoroughly like thrown my ass into a loop. Yeah, oh, crayon, you're good. You're good. Oh, I know because we haven't we haven't gotten down my list yet. Um, I'm okay. working on that list. Um, well, I got a couple more things in the list for yeah, tonight's primer. conversation, at least. Yeah, we, well, we got primers and I got dyes. That's what we're going to talk. So be thinking about primers and dyes. Um, that said, on the powder side of things, and once again, how, how do you say it? Hodge, what is it? Hodgden. Yeah. Hodgden. Okay. Don't, don't pronounce the first D. The first D silent, basically. Yeah. It's not Hodgden. Okay. You're right. Yeah. It's not Hodgden. Yeah. It's Hodgden. Okay. Is the Hodgden H4350 um, a, a powder? Because the, the powders, you know. The, there, there are some very high expensive powders and there are some very cheap powders, but for the most part, what my research has shown a lot of the brands are roughly about that same price. So is, is Hodgden a, a good uh, brand to get started with? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, Hodgden is almost okay. the only, right? I mean, it's fantastic powder. Hodgden, Hodgden makes the IMR, yeah. the, uh, Alliance, 
right? Yeah, they, they make that. They around they do the horny specific stuff is built by them. Winchester Winchester powder is also Hodgdon. Like yeah. Hodgdon makes a lot of different sub brands, if you will, right? They're like the Vista of gunpowder. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Okay, analogy. I got you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, I got you. And so okay. you really, I, other than Ramshot, is there any others? I mean, there's some smaller companies, but as far as big ones, Chase Hodgdon yeah, and like, Ramshot. Who? So it's really those, and then you get into like the specialty stuff, like Vitavori and all that. Vitavori, yep, yep, yep. Vitavori yeah. is pretty big too. Yeah, which yeah. I'm a big good fan, but again, yeah. don't you're, that's not something you need to start with. So, so here's yeah. the thing: when you're talking Hodgdon, right, or honestly Ramshot too. Ramshot's pretty right there with it as far as price. Vitavori tends to be yeah. a little more expensive. Here's what affects your powders: it's not that oh, this powder is a more expensive powder; it's the demand on the powder. Right. So mm -hmm. if this caliber, this cartridge is the hot thing and everybody's loading for it, that powder is mm -hmm. probably going to be more expensive. Right. Or or there was a problem in the plant during the cycle of production that they produced this and they only produced a limited amount because of that problem. Right. And there isn't yeah. as much supply. And then, so therefore it's more expensive. So that's where also knowing you have some alternatives come into play. So not yeah. just working up a load with one powder. But actually, maybe working with once you find that one, do that one for sure. Sure. But yeah. then in playing Experiment around with the other one, playing just around with at least case. with at least one more powder, another alternative <laughs> is good. Yeah, because, because that, if, at least if, you if know I run you can out, back to if that. I run out of brand A's powder, and I've got a match coming up, and I can't find that powder for some reason, but I but do have brand B. I have a recipe that will work for that. Yeah. I got you. Yep. Um, yep. All right. So we've talked brass. We've talked projectiles. We've talked powder at this point. The next one are uh, primers. Now, I know primers and certain things are big differences. Is there a huge difference in brands or anything with primers, or is a primer a primer a primer? Nope. Again, you're down that road again. No, come on. <clears throat> some primers are softer. I, I, some primers are harder. First of all, I'm not asking these questions just for me because I know the yeah, answer to this, but there are for other people. Uh, I know that a primer is not a primer is not a primer, yeah. um, but I do want to have this conversation for sure. So, uh, so a primer is a cup and an anvil. And when the when the firing pin hits the cup, it smashes the anvil and it creates a spark, basically, right? Um, so what Chase is saying is, on some of them, the cup is softer than others. You typically okay. see that, um, you know, I see that a lot with hunting ammunition. Quite honestly, Remington primers, Winchester primers, tend to be a little bit a little bit softer. Um, CCI actually makes. I don't know if they still do or not. Uh, I haven't bought reloading supplies in some time because I stopped yeah, it years ago. A, but but CCI yeah, makes yeah. some military grade primers. They're in a white box. Yeah, like uh, number forty ones is a yeah, well, and they're fifty they're fifty BMG primers the are the 50 same BMG they make. And they're hard. They're they're hard as a sack of jawbreakers, dude. Yeah. Like they're they're hard. Um, CCI so, are known to be a little harder than like Winchester anyway. Do yeah, I right, for, right. for for what I'm going to be using this for? I'm going to bring Chase on this one. For what I'm going to be using it for, would I be looking for a harder or a softer primer for competition shooting? It's on your rifle because it's all depend on how it's built and your basically the spring weight of your firing pin. But 
right. to make it easy, go find federal gold medal match primers. For you, <clears throat> that's the way to go. I bet he could get by with standard federal. He could. I'm just saying if he finds gold medal, that's the way to go. Because, again, it's consistent. Is, is, is there a huge oh, price difference between the two? Or is it going to be minimal oh, enough yeah. where you need to worry about it? Before all the madness, it was minimal. It was like five, ten dollars more. Now it's twenty, forty bucks more, depending on where you go. Yeah, where you can find. Yeah, but again, it's consistency. Yeah, yeah, it's all about um, the consistency. So for right now, like mm-hmm. if I just got some regular federal, you know, match primers or some they CCI, have to get whatever you can get right now. To yeah. be quite honest. Okay. With you. Okay. You know what I mean. Um, because ultimately, here's the thing: it it are you going to have an issue where it, it doesn't go off? Are you you know is it is it going to affect it that much? And and my experience with this is that I don't think right now, starting out, I don't think regardless of what primer you go with, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue for you. No, Primers I found over I found over the years that primer. Primers are the thing that has the most leniency, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. As far as your okay. accuracy goes. Yeah. As far as your accuracy goes, load development. Cut. Um, I've switched primers before and seen no. There you go. You're back. I've switched primers before. Okay. And yeah, it was weird. It's just your camera cut out. Um, I've switched primers before on my on my recipes, like completely switched brands back and forth, and it makes zero difference. Like you can mix them up in a box, and you, you shoot, mm. and they're, they're all in the same spot, and you can't tell the difference. Yeah. Okay. Um, are there any brands or primers that I should stay away from? European in stuff. your opinion. <laughs> Yeah, personally, I'm not a Remington primer fan. Me neither. So if I stick with Federal or CCI, I should be okay with either one of those. Yeah, yeah. Keep or, in mind or, they're both used. Those are those. They're both the same parent company, and Federal and CCI is what the vast majority of the industry uses. Okay, so yeah, Vista owns both of those, don't they? Yeah, I yeah. would say with Vista Vista products, if I could. Yeah, yeah. And then Winchester. Uh, Buck, Buck lives about half an hour from me, and he says that CCI and Federal are here local. So there we go. That's all I've been able to find around here. So CCI, plenty of them. Yeah, and CCIs are fine. If you can find CCI Benchrest primers, even better. Ah, wow, good point. Um, That's your match rate. CCI Benchrest. BRs, yeah. It may not say bench rest, but there'll be a BR in front of or yeah, behind the it'll be like a BR two or whatever the number of the primer is. But yeah. gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. You're looking for depending on your brass, if you're running small rifle or large rifle primer holes, whatever. Now Lockjaw, I think he wins the the competition tonight. He said, "Stay away from any site selling Valid. primers and accept PlayStation gift cards as payment." That's 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 fair. Yeah, or Bitcoin or any of that. Or metal. Bitcoin or. Or uh, Amazon gift cards, iTunes, iTunes cards, or something. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, man. Okay. The only thing that's left on my list that I wanted to just just touch on tonight is the die, um, because I, from from gathering from people, you can spend anywhere from about a hundred up to about three hundred. 
Now you can spend a lot more, but from a hundred about three hundred for a a decently good diet is going to last and, and get what I want out of this. Is there a difference between that hundred dollar die and the three hundred dollar die? Or I mean, what and and, and where, where should I start with dies here? First of all, for people out there that are wanting to know, <laughs> Chase or Clover, can you can you kind of describe what a die is and what let it me, does? Let me describe the die. die and we'll let Chase be first to answer the question. Okay. So, Die is what you're using to manipulate the brass. Yeah, for the YouTube out there, I'm not talking about die like you're dying or death. A die means like a, a, about a, a cooling die, a, basically. A cooling die, yes. D Y E, I believe, right? So, no, it's the or is same. Is it D I E still? It's, it's is it still D I E? Oh, yeah, it's okay. the same. So, we're talking about a tooling die. You're tooling the brass, is what you're doing. But right. you've, got a, uh, you've got a sizing die, which sizes mm -hmm. that brass. You've got a seeding die, sometimes in combination with a crimping die, uh, that seats the projectile, right, and then crimps the case around it. You have a standalone seeding, uh, standalone crimping die. There are those out there that they only perform that one function. Um, just for the people that might do handguns, you've got a, a flaring die because you have to flare the case mouth before you see the projectile. Disregard for rifle. Uh, and then you've got... Um, and you've got variations of all these, right? So uh, you've got, with a sizing die, you've got a full-length sizing die. You've got a base sizing die, which sizes, it's really weird, sizes more of the brass. A full-length sizing die does not size all the way to the base, <laughs> but yeah. a base sizer die does. It, it Actually, the base sizer die is actually the full-length sizer, which is really stupid. And then you've got a neck sizing die, um, you've got bushing dies, you've got different types of sizing dies, and that's how precise and everything you want to size that brass is going to depend on, you know, which one of those you choose. And then also how little you probably want to, the least you can manipulate that brass, the longer that brass is going to last. Right. So right. obviously if you're going to shoot it in the same rifle, this, that, and the other, then you know, sizing dies probably going to look like, but that's what dies do. Is dies are a tooling die used to tool the uh, the brass. Go to Chase now. Your recommendations and thoughts. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and oh, and I've never spent more than like sixty or seventy bucks, maybe at most, on a die. But go ahead, Chase. Well, I'm also saying this is maybe <laughs> these maybe like current day prices. I don't know. I'm just going by. Uh, first of all, real quick, Chase, because I know right. Clover's okay. already interrupted you, but I'm gonna interrupt you one more time. Lockjaw says, uh, get on the Reloading Discord channel. So I have been invited to this Discord channel. It's reloading, and I'm a part of this thing. I literally had to turn the, uh, the notifications off because I was getting thousands a day, like legit. Um, so I go and check it, but the notifications are not coming back on because that thing will drive me crazy. Um, but yes, I, I am a part of that. Uh, buddy, my, my team RSF guys invited me to that Discord thing, and, and it, it's awesome. But man, a lot of the notifications will just drive you nuts. Um, uh, Buck says, What kind of press are you looking for? Right now, Buck, I'm not looking to get into a press. I'm going to be hopefully using friends of mine presses so that I don't have to get into that right away. I'll, I'll, I'll make that. I can, I can go do that later down the line. Um, One last thing um, we have to talk about tonight, too. 
one less we got to talk about tonight. <laughs> I will say that Clover, you said that I need to get. If I'm looking at a, a press, it wouldn't be it, it, not a single stage. What did you? Call I wouldn't that? go a progressive. I would go with a, either a single stage or a turret for what. Oh, you're it is doing. a single stage. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or a turret. Yeah, or a turret. For, for honestly, a stage or a turret. A turret's yeah. nice because it's all preset up, but you don't yep. need a progressive for that. Progressive, you're gonna crank out a bunch of nine millimeter different animal. Right. Progressive yeah. is more of a range type situation, or maybe you're yeah. shooting some somebody. I get a seven forty or something. Yeah. 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 I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, it is what it is. All right. So, Chase, uh, talk to me about dies. Um, for someone in my position, knowing what I'm going to be doing, what kind of dies do I need to be looking for? Are there brands in specific that I should be looking for? Or what? Honestly, for what you're looking for, the best stuff for the money is going to be the Hornady Precision oh, guys, the match dies. What I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> is it the Hornady match dies with the micrometer. Personally. I was going to say that too. The Hornady, yeah. the Hornady match dies. Yeah. Yep. Most I mean, of my dies are, are Hornady. I, lo I love yeah. the Hornady dies. The RCBS match dies are great. The Reading match dies are great. If you can get into really expensive, crazy stuff fast. But for what you're trying to do right now, yeah, the Hornady match dies especially the one with the micrometer because it helps with your seating depth, basically. Mm -hmm. That's the way to go. Yep. I would say Hornady, Hornady match die with micrometer. Is that what you said? Yes. I would say okay. Hornady first, RCBS second, Redding third. That yeah. would be my... Redding okay. makes a fantastic die. RCBS and then Redding. But they're a Redding. pain dick to deal with. Yeah, they're also expensive. Redding's the most yeah. expensive. Yeah. Of the readily available dies, it's the most expensive by far. So let me get this. So, so here's where I'm at right now. Okay. I'm just, I'm thinking about going this to start out with. And I'm going to, as much as I hate to fucking say this, I, I'm actually leaning towards some advice that Clover gave, which really upsets me uh -oh. uh, on a lot of different levels. But I've already got roughly 300 rounds of once used brass that's horny. I can find some horny projectiles that I'm already kind of used to, or at least I've shot before. Um, so horny brass, horny projectiles, like the horny match die, like that just makes kind of sense, correct? I mean, is it, they, it really doesn't matter about working better together, but if they're all coming from horny. You would think that they would probably, you know, be good. So, um, so far, I've got horny brass. I'm thinking about just keeping the 300 rounds or 280 rounds of brass that I've got right now to start out. And I've got about 300 more rounds of a mixture of uh, Norma, uh, S&B, and Federal, okay? Uh, so I've got those to maybe play around with before I start actually, like, you know, getting into that horny brass, like mess around, make sure I start getting some stuff right. Uh, so horny brass... Hodgden, 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 um, H4350 powder, horny projectiles, either federal gold match, metal, metal match, or CCI uh, bench rest primers, and then maybe a horny match die with micrometer. If I was to get those right now, with your guys' experience and all of that, that's at least going to give me a, a better than average shot of, of, of being relatively successful from the beginning. Don't you think? hundred percent. Okay. Oh yeah. 
Oh, sounds good Would to me. You... <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Once you get that recipe dialed in, the components you're talking about using, you'll be consistently better than any of that out-the-box stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So G23 says, explain the, to ghosts the difference between steel dye and carbon dye. Okay, first of all, he mistyped. I'm sure maybe it was spell check. He means carbide. Um, the difference yeah, is there's good. a bushing. The difference is there's a bushing in the end of the die um, that because you, you do have the possibility when you size brass, you do have a possibility of sticking a die in the size, uh, sticking the brass in the sizing die. It's so, your friend. Um, one hundred percent. I tell people that are new and they're buying all of the reloading gear, like buy a stuck die remover, please. It's like ten bucks, and it will. You will stick a piece of brass. Now, you're using somebody else's equipment, and they likely already have that, so okay. you know, it may not may not be that big a deal. But if you ever stick a case and you don't have one, it it sucks. And those clover, I'm gonna cut you off for a second too. Yeah. That is something I was going to say earlier, and you're bringing it back up now. That's another reason not to just jump out and go buy Burger OTM hybrids and Lapua brass and all that, because you're going to fuck some of this up. Oh, you're right. going to tear up brass. You're going to tear up projectiles. Well, that's what I'm saying is I, 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 I would like to think that I'll be using some of like that normal or SMB brass immediately to start, knowing that I'm going to fuck it up. But once I kind of get the hang of it, then I can transition into the horny. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. That? I would use yeah. I would use some of the smaller lots. Yeah, have. fuck up the S and B or whatever. Save the Norma. Norma's better brass. Is really oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the reason why I said that is the Norma was not the most expensive ammo, so I just assumed that it wasn't the greatest no, stuff. Norma's on Lapua level brass. Yeah, Norma's good. good really? Yeah. yeah. Oh snap! Well, I've got like oh, like the three hundred Norma and three thirty eight Normas. That's Norma. I've got 140 rounds of Norma one spent brass. Yeah, don't fuck so. that up. Use the cheap yeah. stuff. Use the, use the S&B? Okay. Yeah. Right. I would use the S&B to, pra to practice the loading. and then maybe That's what I'm talking about. Yes, that's what I'm talking use about. The yes. Hornady, maybe use the Hornady for practicing shots and then use the Norma for your actual match. Yeah. Something along <clears> that So line. let me ask you this. My well, my if if I use the same powder, projectile primers, and everything else with the recipe, does changing from the horny brass to the normal brass for comp for the match stuff does that change anything really? Not much. Okay, it's, not, it's my new. So I can practice with that horny stuff, but then just well, the 120 would... rounds that I load specifically for the match, I can load that in the Norma and so, not know and then not have a huge difference from my practice yeah. with the Hornady, right? Yeah, it's what kind of... I would I would go reverse with this. What I would do is I would take your I would take your S and B and I would practice for a little while your reloading with the S and B. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Reload practice. Then when you right. start your load development, I would move into the Hornady, right? That's what I'm and saying. Sure. Then once you get the Hornady dialed down, right? Yep. You're going to be yeah. really close by switching to the Norma. You're going to be really close, right? Not going to be perfectly same hole the same. It, it's, there might be a little bit of variance. I then I would, the take, I, would take, yeah. I would take that recipe. I would transpose that over to the Norma, tweak that yep. just a little bit, and then go back to the Hornady with it, right? 
so that you're using the same recipe, but the the Hornady ammo that's not maybe the optimal recipe for the Hornady ammo, but it's not it's not going to matter as much because that's what you're practicing with. You mm. see what I'm saying? And mm. you're using the more accurate stuff for the actual competition. Yeah, it would be yeah. like me. I shoot black box Ellie match in a rimfire precision match, right? I don't yeah. practice with that crap. Sure, sure. So it's, it'd be the same. Be the same. What same you're saying is, is I need to do load development and practicing with the Hornady brass, but when I'm getting ready to load for a match, use the Norma brass for the match. Right. You want to. Okay. You want to. That, that, that 120. That 120 rounds. I'm going to take four specifically the match. Load in the Norma, but do the practicing with the Hornady. Correct. Yeah, because you want to be able to shoot that Norma some because the load development will be slightly different. It may be a that's what I said. Yeah. yeah, do your well, initial yeah. do your initial yeah. load development on the yeah. Hornady, tweak it with yeah. the Norma, then go back to the Hornady and just load everything else, the Hornady and the Norma, to what you tweaked with the Norma. Makes sense. Where you don't have multiple recipes, okay. the only so difference is the, the brand. Recipe, so the, the, the the recipe that I tweak a little bit for the Norma. Knowing that's going to be my legit match ammo, I even that recipe I still put in the horny, even yeah. though I know it's going to be a little bit off. I just go ahead and practice with it because it's going to be the same recipe. And this is the same recipe, and you're not having to change anything, right? Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. The only thing you're going to do is, you know, you look for any pressure signs or whatever, but like a right. small tweak, like a tenth of a grain, is not going to be that huge of a difference. Yep. Yeah, right. It's not gonna be right. not gonna be enough. Not with practice. Uh, it's no. not really not. Now Longshaw wants to know what's a good brass trimmer to get. Looking for something easy to switch calibers and length. Not happy with my Lyman. Oh, I love Forrester. I love Forrester is awesome too. Yeah. I love for Forrester stuff. Love it. Forrester and what'd you say, Chase? And Forrester or Dylan's a way to go. Dylan's okay. Okay. The yeah. spend the money and be done with it. Forrester has so many accessories and and things for their stuff. Over the years, I've picked it up using this, that, and the other. I think I have everything Forrester offers for their stuff. They even have a holler pointing setup that you can put for your like your cast projectiles. If you cast bullets, that yeah. you can clamp your cast projectile in there and holler point it. It's it's so cool. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bugs says need to get a chronograph. Well, I've got a chronograph. But it's old. It's probably. 10 12 years old um so i probably will get a new one just so that i know that everything's fresh and all of that for this um yeah yeah you can get those for pretty cheap so you know, less than a hundred dollars or around a hundred dollars around a hundred bucks you know, yeah when you yeah, get, um, when you get super serious and grow up one day then i'll show you some cool stuff like the, Dude, the, the older my growing days have been over since a or long time yeah, I was gonna say exactly. You're gonna get into magnetic chronographs, basically, and you're gonna get into Doppler radars. I had a, I had an older, um, yeah, like way back in the day, and they've come back. They you, you feel me, again. TJ? Right? You feel me? They're, they're trying to spend my fucking money. Is what they're trying to do? That's all they're uh, trying to do. No idea. Spend my money, dude. Just, just calm down. This once you get addicted to it, it's a sickness, and you'll go. That's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried you know, about. Is we have a conversation on the addiction the to the thing. same thing. Here's the thing: the the proof is in the the holes on the paper, right? Basically, at the end of the day, you know, there's a so, there's a very good possibility that I suck bad enough to where none of this is going to fucking matter. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. You, you could screw <laughs> up the, the first batch and be like, "I'm out." 
So I'm out. I'm done. What, all your, all <laughs> I your the case of it. Awesome. All you're checking, all you're going to need to chrono for, and a cheap chrono is plenty good enough for it. It really is. More than anything, what you're what you're checking for with that, um, that in combination with the visual inspection on the brass is like pressure signs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to have some deviation on any you know any cheaper chronograph, sure, but the holes in the paper are going to tell a different story. So if yeah. you've got if you're showing, you know, man, what like five to 10, you know, 15 feet per second, even difference on your, on your chrono, very likely you're going to see zero difference on the paper. Yeah. It's yeah. negligible. What you're going to do is when you're doing your data, like run your load, like your tables, all that stuff, you just write all that shit down, average it out. And then you know what your average speed is. And then yep. you get, right. Yeah. You know, if you want to get super precise with it, that's where like the lab radars and all that shit comes in. And you can basically, you can get that data at extended ranges that way. Well, and the goal is to minimize deviation, yeah. right? So more than the average, you're going to look at the deviation, right? And so you yeah. take all yeah. of those out and you go, okay, what's my, what's my highest? What's my lowest in this string, yeah. right? Of five rounds or whatever it is. Oh, you're a math guy. You know, you're working off the standard deviation. It's 10, it's 10 Absolutely. feet per yeah. second. I, I want to try to get that from 10 down to five feet a second, or I want to do this or I want to do that, right? So you go up a half grain, you go down a half grain, you see it a little deeper or a little more shallow or you, whatever, right? Um, you know, and then to work it out that way and see how, how close you can get that deviation. But again, I mean, you can be quite a bit off feet per second and, and be in the same hole. Now I'm speaking at, you know, 100, 150 yards, you know, maybe yeah, not at a, not a thousand yards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, ex you're, it's still gonna be on you're still going to be yeah. on target. Yeah, it's yeah. exponential. So obviously, the further out you get, the the wider that's going to be. But yeah, yeah, you give me a one a one moa target a thousand yards, I should still be okay. Yeah, best thing I mean, you're trying to shoot a thousand with six five. The best thing to do is do your development work at two. Like once you get everything kind of dialed in, start doing the most of your development at two hundred yards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And see how Ooh, that's, there. that's that's a good that's a good tip. Two hundred yep. yard. And that's where you're going to zero too. Anyway. Then you get to play with all the really fun shit that we hadn't even talked about, like bullet comparators and concentricity tools oh, and God. all that good stuff. Could you get crazy with it? Yeah, because if you want to make little bitty holes at long distance, you got to get into all that shit. I I, I want to be able to compete and have fun doing it right now. You now. You know me, guys. I am yeah, that, that guy that will cut your fucking throat when I'm playing, you know, freaking marbles. Yeah. There probably will come a point that I will switch gears into like, all right, I want to start going for some national shit. I'm not saying I want to win nationals, but I want to like start I want to start, you know, like qualifying for national events and stuff like that. At that point, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to do a lot of things a little bit differently, but right now. I'm still trying to figure this shit out. Um, well, I really had a blast last year shooting a couple of matches. Really had a blast doing that, and, and I wish I could shoot more. But like the ammo, and once again, this is the reason why I'm I'm talking about starting to reload is the availability of consistently quality ammo that's not going to break the bank. Um, just going off the top of my head, from what I've been looking through here while y'all are talking, I might be able to. 
depending on quantities that I do, I was doing some math here. I'm looking at about a dollar twenty-five around. Now, once again, I found some some different stuff, some cheaper stuff for about a dollar five lately, but that's cheaper stuff. Uh, the the cheapest match grade stuff I found is about a dollar sixty. Um, well, the dollar fifty, dollar forty-nine, I think, was maybe the cheapest, but roughly ballparking is about a dollar twenty-five around right now. Are you factoring uh, the dice? What's that? Are no, I'm not because you told me not to because that yeah. right, right. And even your brass, even your brass, it's hard to factor. Totally I, I agree. Done. Thank you, by the way, buddy. But yeah, total gobbledygook. Absolutely, hundred um, percent. So, Jackie, but, like when you're talking about buying factory match ammo versus what you're going to make eventually. Yes, yes. The yes. repeatability and the accuracy difference is where it's, it's at. I mean, it's yeah. actually yeah. better. What I'm saying is, I'm already, I'm already under. I'm already under. If I've, my math is, you're gonna is right, under, you're going to be under a buck around. You're going to be, gonna under be a buck about around. a buck around. I'm going to be gonna about be a buck that, around. Yeah. yeah, when it's all said and done, I'm going to be about a buck around for match grade to my rifle yep. specifications um and that's awesome um when, so yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm 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 excited about that because more important not just because it's cheaper but once again if i if i get a friend of mine saying hey there's a matchup in missouri this weekend or next weekend you want to go and i don't have the ammo yeah yeah i can go hey man can i borrow your press one night i need to go you know Get a couple hundred rounds made or up. Or work it up, yeah, load no it problem. up ahead so of can, time, I can and you're ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah. worst-case scenario is if I'm 10 days out from a match and I get a call, hey, you want to go to this match, and I can't find ammo online, or it's crazy-ass high right now, um, or whatever the reason is, I might have to say no. Now I'll be like, I think yeah, I've got everything. I've got everything out there for 150 rounds. Yeah, I'm good. Let me go make this, and I'll, I'm ready to go. I so be, that's what I'm looking for. Because also, the more I'm able to make an availability of quality ammo, well, what's that going to do? That's going to allow me to go and practice more at the range, yep. and and get better at my craft and, and and shooting and just having fun shooting my rifle, than having to worry about man, I. I I need 120 rounds for this match, which means I need about another 50 to 60 to 100 to get ready for this match. Man, I can't find three. I can't find 250, 300 rounds right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this is going to give me options. I think. Once so, wait, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll, I will forget this. And, and you know me, I do forget things. So, we were talking earlier about once I got like the Norma brass recipe dialed down, use that same recipe for the Hornady, right? Correct. What if I want to go back and use just for getting some rounds at the range, just getting used to maybe I get a new scope or I need to get rings or whatever, and I need to get some shots down. And I want to use like the SMB brass so I don't spend the Hornady or the, um, the Norma brass just to go into the range and plinking almost. Yeah. Can I still use that same uh, Probably, recipe yeah. with like yeah. cheaper quality brass yeah. without making a huge difference just yeah, to shoot? The, yeah, the deviation is okay. going to, or the difference is going to be negligible. Minimal. It's not going right. to be okay. huge. Yeah, minimal. It's not going to be huge. Okay. You could absolutely do okay. that. Cool. Right. All right. But yeah. as you step through this, here's the thing record keeping. 
right? So as you step oh, through yeah. this, oh, yeah. as you're learning to reload, every shot of that data, yeah. as you're learning to reload and you're reloading that S and B, you're recording that mm-hmm. data, right? Oh yeah, and absolutely. Move, yeah. And then you move mm-hmm. into the Hornady, right? And you start doing the load load development there. Thank you. Not you're that. recording that mm-hmm. data. Then you move into the Norma. You tweak the Hornady recipe for the Norma. It wasn't Norma. It was Norma. Then Norma. Yeah. You know. Then you fall. You can, like I said, you can fall back to the Hornady and just have one consistent mm-hmm. recipe. But you don't have to do that because you've got that load data, right? Yeah. Now that's gonna that's gonna be you know measuring diff- potentially different powder or maybe there's a little difference in sizing or seeding depth or there's a little you know what i'm saying and so yeah. it's quicker and easier if you just bang if it's not that much of a difference between the three brasses to just go with all three yeah we you can't can. see it my list you can't see it's all bright with the light on what it. i was uh, gonna say is, is you you talk about oh a match is coming up and i've got to go over there and load some stuff i think yeah. you're going to realize once you get into this like i said super easy barely an inconvenience for you especially once you get into this you're going to realize man i can bang out 200 250 300 rounds literally during a football game or whatever oh right? yeah once you know what you're doing you have your recipe you know your guys yeah. are set up and everything else and you're never going to be, I mean, somebody can call and say, Hey, match tomorrow or you're in. And you're like, yeah, cause you've got two, 300, 500 rounds already right. sitting there. And it's not yeah. hard to go knock out a hundred rounds real quick to shoot a course of fire or something. No, I exactly. mean, I could load. I mean, I don't, I don't even go hunting anymore that, you know, I, I will very rarely do I have a box of anything sitting around and I just goes yeah. like, Hey, you want to go hunting tomorrow night or this weekend? And I'm like, yeah. And I jump over there on the press and I got all my data. I got all my stuff. I'll jump over there and load, you know, 20, 30 rounds, whatever. It don't take that long. Yeah. Like we were talking about <laughs> good albums the other night. Yeah. Literally go in your room, close yourself off. It's a, turn it's on some, some, it's some dark side of the moon. And I'm ready to go. And yeah. Crank them out without even realizing how fast you did it. Like once you yep, get yep. used to doing it. In fact, that's the drawback of a progressive press is you will get into such a trance and a rhythm that if something goes wonky because it's one handle, you're doing four different things, right? And you end up, you know, overcharging the powder or undercharging powder or something wonky goes on, right? So, you know, that's one of the draw. But if you're using single stage or turret, you're doing those steps one at a time. So, so you're, the you're odds of that happen, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't have things. So, you know, with a progressive, there's say, let's say my Dylan 550, there's four dies in the top. Well, when I pull the handle, it does four things at one time. It does right? four different things. You're yeah, only yeah, doing exactly. one thing at a time, you know, yeah. even with a turret, even though you have everything in the, in the turret head, you have to turn that manually and move to the next step. So, you know, you're still yeah. doing everything one at a time. So the odds of that happening. Yeah. Pretty slim. He really um, needs like when he grows up a little bit, like a Forster coax turret. That's true. The yeah. coax are really, really solid. They're nice. They're so nice. You're a big boy I will, yeah. I will say this: if you, if you, if you have a, and especially you're starting out, um, you don't have a ton of experience on any t- some type of a progressive. If you run I have any, zero experience on all on all. So presses. here's the thing: <laughs> if you if you're ever using a progressive, and this is just safe. I've tip, been there when people are doing, I but I've never pulled the handle or lever so, or whatever. Never done it. So I talked about having Galloway Precision hopefully on tomorrow on the podcast. They saved my bacon. My my, I, I swear by this. My Ruger LCP. Um, had a bunch of upgrades, including recoil guide rod and all that, right? 
uh, from Galloway Precision. I was loading one of the very first time. It may have been the very first time I loaded on my 550. I was loading 380. I had a snafu, right? The radio was on. I was in a rhythm, you know, that type of thing. And I had a snafu. And, you know, I thought I figured out what it was. Something hung up. And, okay, and I kept going, you know. So I get out and I'm shooting that ammo and I overcharged the freaking 380. It went boom. It didn't go bang, you know? Uh, yeah, it was right. <laughs> um, I like to mess. Well, I did mess myself. I think a little bit. And I swear to this day, had it not had all those the upgraded parts, that LCP would have come apart. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was that much of a difference between a normal load and, and what went off. And yeah. from that point forward, anytime anything goes wrong, when I'm in the progressive, you know, pulling the handle in, a, you know, and something hiccups or you whatever, over. I yeah. stop. I completely clear everything off the, the, uh, the, the carrier on the press and start yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. It all goes in a bucket. I'll pull it apart and whatever later. All yeah. that goes in a bucket. Check everything. Start over. Every yeah, single time, because it well, it is not worth it's not worth it in the end. It's not worth the risk. Yeah. Well, a single stage or a turret, you have so much less likelihood of doing something like that because you're only working one stage at a time. Anybody that's ran a progressive more than five minutes, you're going to either double charge around or you're going to not charge around at all, and you're going to have a squib or you're going to have a hot load. There's just no two ways about it. Yeah. Yep. yep. See, that's what I did. Uh, right Clover invented super carry. <laughs> you I invented have. a three any super carry, didn't you? <laughs> Inadvertently, yeah. yeah. I don't know what you could shoot that thing in and it not come apart, but yeah. Yeah. A double charge nine millimeter will absolutely get your attention. Yeah. Um, so we had one of our local cops here. Uh it's about three or four years ago. I think Clover, you might have remember when I told this when it happened. Um he was shooting uh, a Glock 23. Well, he was already he was wrong Smith. There. I know. He's 40 Smith, but he had a double charge 40, um, and it blew part of his hand off. Yeah. Um, like, good. his thumb was, like, hanging. They had to reattach. Obviously, his career is much different now. But, um, but yeah, like, his, they had to reattach his thumb. His, that thing just... Exploded in his hand. Supported barrels in ten. He's lucky he didn't lose his eyesight and all that. Luckily, he had his ear, his eye protection on. Right. He could have lost his eyesight or all sorts of stuff. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of like guys will you know shoot you know cousin Eddie's pissing hot fucking reloads because they don't know what they're doing. They you know blow their fucking hands off. Rifles blow up in their face. Cousin Eddie's pissing hot reloads. That should be, dude. That if you're ever gonna brand your own reloads, Cousin Eddie's pissing hot reloads. That's the title. That's the name right there. Especially if it's a ten millimeter, you would sell a ton of them. Oh yeah, Cousin Eddie's pissing hot reloads. Oh oh my god, that is the greatest ammo company name I've ever heard. Needs to be a patch at least. You know the thing is, I mean, yeah, it, but if you if you pay attention, right? Um, double check. You know, if you're unsure, you know, stop. Take a minute. Jesus, double, check. A double forty is an eighty. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking M eighty in your hand. Yeah. M80 yeah. In your M80 hand. yeah. Oh shit, that was good. That was good, G. Very nice. 
Yeah. All right. It's been two hours. Man, I, I really had, like this is I wish you could see the, the light and all that. Uh and my list is crazy, but like Chase Clover, thanks. Hey, TJ, thanks for like being no here with whatsoever. me. Thanks, no, no, you were a help for me because I wasn't the only one that was like, huh? That's you why know, I didn't so, want you to feel bad because I was like, oh, Trey's probably he's just like me. I was like, we have no idea. I want to be dear to fucking headlights. Uh, all, no, all I've had these conversations with some guys, but but no, I, I really did enjoy this conversation, and, and we're going to talk about this a lot more, obviously, um, over the next couple of months and all that. Um, if you are have been in a live chat, there have been some great links put out there by Buck and G23 and other guys about some Lockjaw, some of these channels that are doing reloading chats or the, the Discord and all of that. Uh, fix. Good night, darling. Thank you very much for coming in. Uh, that's my homie girl, my homie girl right there. Um, that's, uh, well, I'm not going to say who she's, um, friends with, but cause she may not like that. Um, but my, my favorite weirdo out there, uh, but thanks fix. Thanks for coming in. Simplify. Anyways. Um, yeah, this has been really informative. If you've been out there, go check out some of those discord uh, channels, uh, some YouTube channels, some of these chats, um they're talking about on friday nights and all of that um i know that at one point i was talking with elfster uh uh six oh, yeah. months or so ago and elfster's very very knowledgeable uh elfster's reloading channel i'm not sure exactly what it's called but i know it's elfster's reloading is in the channel name so you can just do a quick youtube search for that it's great um i'm looking forward like i said i'm gonna nerd i'm gonna nerd out on this because i'm the kind of that guy um but i am i am really happy with the discussion that we had because now i at least have um some places that i can go so my, my goal is to over the next couple of weeks go online and locally and find out what i can get some of these different components for and then when i go to tulsa in november saying i know i can get these for x amount of my local shop or online what can I find at Tulsa and all of that? And maybe there's some deals to be had at Wanamaker. And then when I get back from that, huh? So they'll probably be overpriced at Wanamaker's. They probably will, but there might be some stuff that I, that aren't available online right now that the only place I can get on would be at Wanamaker. You never Um, know there. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Like I said, even if I, let's say I, let's say I have to find primers at Wanamaker's. I can't find primers anywhere, but I know that primers online cost X amount. Um, then I could go to Wanamaker and say, well, that's pretty close. I mean, it's a little bit higher, but it's, I can't get them anywhere else. I'll go ahead or that's triple the price. You know, I'll wait a couple of weeks to see if my primers come back or whatever, but the, the, I've got my, my game plan now to kind of go and start getting some, um, some of the components to where I can start doing this stuff. Um, so I'm really excited about that and trust me, trust me, trust me. Chase and Clover, uh, you're going to get sick and tired of texts and calls about Too reloading. Too late. I know. Am I right, I Chase? Know. Too late. Yeah, already sick and tired of it. It's only going to get worse, man. I'm just saying. What's that? It's way too late, but it's 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 okay. They they put up with me, yeah. I, and I appreciate them oh. for putting up for me. They, they tolerate. Well, tolerates. It's this might be stretching it. Um, you know. They still take my calls, which I guess is in itself is a good thing. So, um, yeah. Uh, Mandatory carry says, you love the abuse, Clover. He does. He does. 
much to it. Um, and G23 says, remember that online requires a hazmat fee. Now, true. is that something from... Um, nice, Chase. There you go. Um, is that something that are on all components or just some of these powder. components will be a hazmat? I know powder. Powder, powder, powder. primers. Like, like brass, you're not going to have to pay a hazmat for brass, no, are you? No, brass, okay. projectiles, not Projectiles? Okay, okay. So we're talking primers and, and powder. Okay. The the yeah. stuff that goes boom. I got you. All right. Basically, yeah. Um, the only yeah. reason I know that is because I bought some online and I had to pay. Like, well, that's way more than I thought. Yeah. But we didn't know where you buy it. We know where you buy it online. Are they like doubling yeah. the price, or is it? I mean, is it well, substantial? Was another twenty-seven fifty. Yeah, it's like roughly one, thirty dollars, you know, thirty bucks. Yeah. yeah, for the order. Basically, if you buy from like Midway or Mid South Shooter Supply or Groff and Sons or one of those guys, most of them will let you get to a certain amount where hazmat's basically included. Right. Yeah. If you buy oh, so okay. much hazmat's free, that's why that's exciting. Watching specials. Definitely yeah. helps because sometimes they offer. And that might be a good thing coming up on, on this, enough, this time of year with, with the holiday season coming up. There might be some cool stuff I can find on, on yeah. uh, sometimes, Black Friday deals. And sometimes you still have hazmat, but if you can get, like, if you order over 100 bucks, you get free shipping, right? So at least you're not making make shipping some of so it, it yeah. offsets. You know, and if you order enough, it offsets too. Like 2750 on a pound of powder sucks. Twenty-seven fifty on five six pounds of powder and a thousand primers, maybe not. It didn't, yeah, it didn't sting as bad on five pounds. Yeah. No, G twenty three says no hazmat on prime cases, and some offer free hazmat. So, is there an sure. advantage of getting prime cases? No. no should I like even think about that? Fantastic no. deal. Yeah. Basically, like, prime I mean, is so, like loaded ammo. It's an ORMD, so it's still a Right, it's still a higher class of shipment, but it's not a hazmat. Yeah. No, what I'm saying to you though, no, what I'm saying to you though is, no. like, if I can find some prime cases, not unless it's a smoking. Like, well, you don't. Know okay, so 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 basically, it's 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 going to be it's going to be cheaper to buy the individual components than it would be to buy them already assembled. Yeah, like if you could find like okay. somebody had like a deal, like say like Mid South Shooters probably had a really good deal, like Vista Games had, hey, look, we have a bunch of this stuff we can't do anything with right now because we can't get. XYZ powder or whatever. Yeah. There's a shit ton of gold metal brass with gold metal primers already in them. Knock yourself there you out. Go. Something like that. Is, yeah, is, but you know what you know what primers are in those, so that's yeah. that helps. Yeah. If it's just primed well, brass and you don't know, I wouldn't even mess with it. Yeah, if it's like military school stuff, you don't know what you got and how old it is. Yeah. Bugs is our our actually our friends cat and all them over that global ordinance has no hazmat fee, just got a thousand large rifle primers. Okay, we're considered large rifle primers, like six five Cree. Would that be what? Six five is some six five is both, isn't it? Yeah, they've yeah. got case sizes. It's all in the the whole the primer pocket itself. Right, some yeah. are small rifle, some are large rifle. Forty five ACP is the same way. Yeah, look at your brass. Some some forty five yeah. ACP is small, and some is large pistol. Right. So, so I just need to look. I need to look at my brass. Is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, and okay. you'll be able to tell if you if you've got what is what is definitely a large rifle. You got a three hundred eight. Three hundred eight definitely a large rifle. Three hundred eight's got to be large, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Do you have a three hundred eight? Um, I do have a three hundred eight, but I. Uh, well, I mean, it's easy. He's got a five five six. 
Look at a two two three. That's a small right. rifle. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, take anything. Take your five five six, and you'll be able to tell if it's the same size. It's a it's a small. Is it five five? It's a large. Yeah. Stand by. And and you have well. You well, the six five works in the three hundred eight. Though I was fixing the, to say as far as, has, as far as the three hundred eight uh, bolt and everything. Well, I yeah. don't have any. Dif- I don't have any difference on the no. primer. The, so right. the whole idea behind small rifle rifle pockets on larger calibers is they're supposed to hold up to pressure better. Mm-hmm. Right. You got less more brass. Weak spot. You got more less brass of, to hold the pressure yeah, in. Yeah, less it's a weak, weak spot. spot. Yep. Yep. Nobody tell us what we were just talking about at all. Well, no, no. You and I understood that part, It's going to be a large <laughs> rifle. And it, and it might be different from your different flavors of brass. Keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, son of a bitch. Well, yeah, that's large <laughs> So, but you'll find large rifle. The horny is large rifle. Large rifle is easier to find than small rifle. Yeah. For in me, the mat stuff or the bench rest stuff you're talking about, you're going to find large rifle easier. Okay, so the Hornady brass is large rifle. I'll have to go look at that Norma and the SMB and the Federal. But yeah, the uh, the Hornady is definitely large. Large. Rifle. I think the most common is large. Yeah, it's it's starting okay. life as a large. But like we were talking about earlier, I was messing with you with is some companies are doing small rifle pockets because it's the longevity of the brass because they can handle higher pressure. Just the thought process. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Smaller weak mm-hmm. spot, basically. And that caliber, you're not making that stuff so hot; it's going to matter anyway. I just, yeah, I just buy all the primers I can, I can get my hands on, and then there I'll you go. It yeah. Out later. yeah, exactly. I find a good deal, like match, like a gold metal match primer. I just shelf clear that shit. I don't even worry about it. I just got, I just got on the Sierra Bullet or uh, not Sierra Bullets, the uh, Space Coast reloading over there. Space Coast yeah. Bullets, and go. Oh, you got primers? Perfect. How many can I get? How many federal 210 M's may I have, please? Right. They always, you know, it's funny is they always have 50 BMG primers. Yeah. Always. They're probably 20 years old, but they still got them. Yeah. It's yeah. the white box right there, 50 BMG. I'm like, hmm. yep. Oh, you'd be amazed how many people load 50. They, they say G's a lot. She's on, on a roll at this point. He says, a lot of people I know who reload nine millimeter. We'll take the primers out of the nine millimeter ammo and just throw the rest of the parts away because they have no stopping power, anyways. There's the uh, the weekly nine millimeter joke. We get it. Um, yeah, reloading fifty is like fighting a bear. I mean, I've never fought a bear, but I got to imagine it's pretty close. Yeah. Maybe maybe. Yeah, honestly, I, was, I was gonna ask you like, and you have experience fighting a bear? It's yeah. it's it's tough, man. It's I saw like a few fifty cal presses and I had to try, it, and that son of a bitch is rough. Like you, got I've got a. So I've got the big Lee, you know, cast. All my 50 stuff is, is Lee. But I actually had to, to do a modified handle with a pipe to help out with leverage. You know what I mean? A little, little cheater bar on like there. Extended basically. Cheater bar, yeah, yeah. Cheater bar. Uh-huh. yeah, I basically got a pipe on the end of my handle to extend it for leverage because it makes it a little better. And you've got to, you've got to like size it like, three or four pulls at a time and turn it a little bit every time, like as much as you can back it off, turn it just a little bit, as much as you can back it off. I mean, you got to size that thing six different freaking times. Um, Cause I mean, I'm reloading. I don't have any commercial 50 brass. So all my 50 brass is Lake city. And so it's, you know, military. And so it's thick and it's tough and it's, yeah, it sucks. But it's fun. When First world problems. Put, 
Yeah. Yeah. Together. Oh, yeah, it's it's fun when you can load a 50. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot what of pattern goes in one. I think what you need to do in your next video, though, is put a 50 BMG in one of your single shot 12 gauges. I know, right? We talked about <clears throat> we talked about how many rounds it you could get out of a pound of powder, didn't we, Ghost? We did, yeah. Yeah. Remember how much it was? A couple hundred? 300? Um, I don't even remember. Something like that. Depends on what you're loading. Yeah, it was something like that. It was it was a few hundred. It was like it was. a... I think it was like a 200 or 250 or think maybe seemed like it was 250 because we were talking about yeah, 750 would be, 750 would be three rounds or something. So it may have been 250. Yeah. For, yeah. For we were were saying that I could use my brass three reloads. We were saying right. we could probably get about 800 rounds out of a pound of powder. So yeah, yeah Two fifty, roughly. Um, um, yeah. To put that in comparison, well, for for get... reference, I can't my my seven hundred and fifty grain fifty load. Um, I can't even get twenty out of a pound of powder. Yeah, my three hundred norm is like seventy five <laughs> rounds, seventy four yeah. rounds out of a yeah. pound. Yeah, my three hundred uh, three hundred uh, Weatherby Magnum is is similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, just the imagery of this is hilarious. Buck says Clover has a step stool. He runs up and jumps off and grabs a handle. Oh God! That almost. would be a great video. Dude, that almost. would be a short. If you could, if you could replicate that visual in a it. short, that would be awesome. Dude, I'm hanging on it, flailing hey, around, just, and hanging there. Actually, what I do, actually, what I do is I, I, uh, I got some lead boots that I wear. And so that that helps. So I get up on the stool, and it's hard to get up there with those lead boots on. And I jump <laughs> off as I'm grabbing the handle, and the, the lead and everything else helps, you know, weight it down. It it works. It works. Caroline up there. Hola, qué pasa? Bien, bien, et tu, et tu. So there you go. All right, uh, we're well over two hours, but it has been actually one of my favorite talks we've had in a long time. I learned a lot of shit tonight. Uh, and I make sure I wrote it all down because I'll forget it. The good thing about it is if I forget, I can always go back into replay and listen to what we talked about tonight. So, or just call uh, TJ. Yeah. Or just call TJ. I'm sure he wrote it all down, it all. too. I got it all figured out. He remembers out. it all. It's cool. I do. It's the power of that special Pepsi. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> special Pepsi. Pepsi. It's magic Pepsi. Yeah, what, what is that behind you, uh, that little round you have there on the table? The uh, My kegerator? Yeah. Oh, that round. Oh, oh that's, that's from awesome. That's from the first gathering. Oh, okay. Black Rock branding. It is a thermos bottle. Nice. Yeah, thermos. I like it. I like it's it a lot. Bur- it's got bourbon in it. <laughs> yeah, the- you're kidding. <laughs> I can't imagine that being a shocking. Case. I know. Yeah. Well, now that you're talking and all of that, I want you to talk about something you do know about, and that is gear report and all that stuff. I know you got some stuff coming up. Like you said, you've got a couple events you're going to head out to. Uh, Mormon Pepsi sounds right. Yeah, Mormon Pepsi, probably not. (laughs) Pepsi alone is not going to be Mormon accepted. Um, So, uh, anyways, uh, what kind of reviews you got coming out of gear report and talk about some of the events you're going to be going to in the next month or so? 
Oh, I mean, I've got the, uh, I'm still working on the, the, the Diamondback DB9, the uh, DBG1 from Sky, and I got the uh, Meprolite optics. I'm working on those. I'm finishing up all that. I just did a, we went out shooting today and I get a bunch more pictures. I was waiting on the pictures. Jeff, Jeff's like, nice. you should be done. I'm like, I need a better pictures, buddy. Yeah. Um, so they're I'm getting those done. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, Suppress Fest over in Tampa, NFA uh, review, Adam's event over there. And then if mm. if I can swing it, I'm going to go to CanCon. I think it's a little farther north, but it's a, another Suppressor event. They, they called it Suppressor you Fest when they first came out. Bougie hanging out with only the, the, the Suppressor people. I'd rather go to Wanamaker's, but... <laughs> I was like, yeah, this I one's like it. three hours away. Yeah, no, I get it. I can drive there. I can smoke cigars. Perfect. It's a good day. I'm pretty sure you can smoke cigars in Tulsa. Just saying. I'm not, not in one. I can shoot I, it's outside. I can in the smoking section at, at our, at our ledge out there that we smoked at. We, we own that ledge. Like <laughs> seriously, like we own that ledge. Yeah. People walked around us. They were all scared. FNA says a Meprolite A2 front sight post is where it's at. Okay. Random, but thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, bud. Uh, Chase, what's going on? I know that you are in an undisclosed location for a uh, an event the next couple of days. Um, what else you got coming down the line? Anything at EAA we need to know about publicly? Well, I mean, where I'm at, it's not necessarily a huge secret most people just don't know about it because it's an it's an industry only show but it's the it's nasgw so it's like where all the wholesalers get together all the big distributors yeah. and so it's kind of like the pre-show to shot show a lot of the new products get shown off and everybody starts placing orders that kind of stuff but there's some yeah. there's some new exciting things coming i'll yeah. uh there's i mean a couple of them, you know, we can talk about one's my profile. You know, it's the it's the P35 with optics. You know, we got the PI, which is a detective model. That's a carry gun. Yeah. And there's a couple other pretty cool ones that I still want to talk about in a second, but I'll talk about them soon. There's a lot of cool stuff that we can be talking about in the next six months. Just saying. It'll be a game changer. And I hate that term. I'm going to so put you this way. It's not going to be just Gerson, but EAA and Gerson both are going to rock the world a little bit in 2023. Just saying. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely rocking the boat. There, there's some stuff coming. Oh, man. It's going to be awesome. All right. Uh, thanks for coming, uh, buddy. Be I'll safe. Show yeah, some pictures from the show later. Like, you see what okay. I'm talking about. Right. On. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. Um, be safe. Have fun. Uh, be a good boy tomorrow night. Be a good boy. Be on your best behavior. Um, yeah, I can promise you that. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Next God. couple of days, there's no guarantees. They like, told me to behave. Yeah. I mean, tonight I behaved. You quit, I mean, you I quit had, telling me to behave years ago, TJ. We know no. that's just not going to happen. I had one glass of bourbon tonight, and that's it. Whoa. I know. I'm being TJ's crazy. had one glass of bourbon in the last 26 minutes. I literally like came back to the room at like five thirty, and I have you know, I've, I've, I've played nice tonight. Pacing yourself. Yeah, I'm tired. That's the problem. I've you know I had two hours of sleep and like flew then set a show up, so I'm done with all that. Ugh. Tomorrow the night is young. 
Yeah, tomorrow you got to go fancy boy, though. Yeah, but I got before and after. This is true. Plus, you get to have that fun on their dime, so it's even better. That's even better, yes. I make up some of my membership fees. (laughs) All right, moving on. Nothing to see here. Um, As Clover likes to say, barely an inconvenience. So, um I don't know. He he saw that on something. He has coined it and he is running with it. Um, so, uh, Clover, what is barely inconvenience in your world these days? So first, I just want to say, if anybody wants the download on all the secret stuff Chase is talking about, you can jump on my website. I've got a PayPal button, and for the right amount, I will disclose that information. I'm just saying. Uh, other than that. Uh, it better be a lot of money because you will effectively end your relationship with Chase <laughs> at that point. <laughs> it true. better be worth it. <laughs> this is true. This you will is not true. be huge in Turkey anymore. Yeah, true. he will not be huge in Turkey. You will be well, normal in Turkey. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Chase. Don't lie. If the amount is large enough and I split it with you, oh, oh, that's a whole different right story. Cool. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, no, what have I got going? I've got um, Galloway Precision should be on. It was a reschedule. Uh, we had a scheduling conflict a few weeks back, so I've got them rescheduled for tomorrow. Galloway Precision, if you don't know, uh, their slogan, I think, is the carry pistol specialists. And, um, yeah, you heard my little story. It's just a convenient timing to tell that story, really. But uh, with my little Ruger LCP, I've got multiple handguns that have some uh, stuff from Galloway. Uh, got some great uh, upgrades of all kinds. Heck, they even make a, or they used to. I don't know if they still do anymore. One of the conversations we'll have tomorrow, and I'll ask. Uh, they used to make what they called the, uh, what they call that? The rat rod trigger, I think, for high points, which is pretty interesting. Really? Uh, I don't know anybody that would want to upgrade their high point necessarily, but they've certainly got it, uh, got it covered, right? So, uh, yeah, that's going on tomorrow. Join us for that uh, if you feel so inclined. And what else? Uh, we've got a big announcement. says 5K or more. It's going to be a hell of a lot more than 5K, I promise you. We're probably talking six figures if we're talking this. Yeah, you better add a zero. I think I, I, I bet Chase would be okay with five figures. If we split five, five figures? Figure. Okay. If you yeah. split. Okay. So 5,000 a piece. You'll do it for ten, okay? Right. Yeah, I think I think I think that that might fly. Um, anyway, okay. anybody could have leaked that. Anybody, right? Um, so anyway, I didn't say I was going to leak it publicly. See, that's the thing. So I could always deny it. Anyway, um, <laughs> except that it's on. This is live. It's already. <laughs> you're on. Hey, you're hey, on hey, film hey. Screen, I would do this, <laughs> but, I, but but edit but, that part out. But there's no proof yeah. I did. Just saying that I that I might would be interested or inclined. The magic of the interwebs. Yeah. Anyway, yes. uh, yeah. What next week is that? The Ghost and Clover. We're doing it like a week from tomorrow. Right? Next Wednesday. Yes. Every second matters. Ghost and Clover with the special announcement. Oh, that's so excited. Cool. Definitely want to hang around. Stick around for that. Chase knows what's up already. TJ might. We've but, got uh, a pro- we got a project coming around um, that I could be know. interesting. I think Chase will give that information out if you uh, send him some PayPal money too. He probably give that out if you give him a dollar. True. Somebody starts sending me that out. I'll start. If they start sending donations, I'll make them part of it. Right. Yeah. 
Exactly. That cuts out my Philly cheesesteak from Tulsa. No. Oh, I can't I'll wait for that. Oh. Oh, my God. Is, is that, that is that horrible? It's horrible no. that no. part of the looking forward to going to the largest gun show in the world is a freaking Philly cheesesteak and a pulled pork sandwich. Part like, of the experience. I know. So mine like, is oh. not just a Philly cheesesteak, but mine is Whataburger on Friday night because I don't have oh, one this here. Is true. This is true. So I get Whataburger Friday night and Saturday and Sunday. So if, if you're at if you're at Wanamaker, and I'm not saying that anybody out there wants to meet me. I'm not trying to like say that shit. But if you want to know where I'm going to be, I can guarantee you on Saturday and Sunday at 11:30 where I will be, and that is in line for my Philly cheesesteak, and that is a ritual. Yeah, just it is the way it is. Unless you they run out of cheese. <laughs> well, Sunday, I will be in line at the at the pulled pork place. But, yeah, you uh, do pulled pork on Sunday. I do Philly on both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. And I put off um, the Philly cheesesteak for a while. I did. For a long time. Now, now that's part of your ritual, like, too. Oh, I, mean, I wish I hadn't Too done good that. to pass up. All the years you missed out on. So, yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> It's, it's all good. So good. It's all good. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Um, we've got a video coming out in the next couple of days. Our 500 round review. If you're a channel member or a, a patron of ours, then the video is the sneak peek is already available. TJ has already uh, commented on it. Um, but the 500 round review, the Lionheart Regulus Blackout Alpha. Uh, nine millimeter pistol is is coming out um and in the in that video there's an easter egg uh about a, a future video coming out and i want to see i, I wasn't uh, right you you were not right um i tried i will not be doing a porta potty uh video <laughs> review um and g23 you're dead to me just saying <laughs> he says he says in and out burgers better than water burger you are dead to me so um Man, a sharp uh, no that's coming out but yeah um like i said and if you're if you're here first of all if you, if you want to support the channel we don't ask a lot but um if you are interested in supporting the channel you like what we see here or here here or, or whatever um consider it only cost you a dollar a month if you want to do that a patreon over or on youtube channel membership uh thank you all my my guys out there and gals that are doing that appreciate it but if you are a channel member or a patron you already have once again the sneak preview of the video that's coming out in a couple of days. More importantly, there is a question on there for you guys. I've got a special guest we're recording with here pretty soon um, for the Jarhead podcast, and I'm going to be spotlighting a channel member and a Patreon question uh, on that podcast. So if you're out there and you have a question, uh, go ahead and put that in the comments of those posts. So, uh, thanks to Chase, to TJ, and to Clover. Really do appreciate you guys hanging out. I learned a, a tremendous amount, and I know that, um, man, I tell you, this is just scratching maybe not even the surface of what I'm going to have to jump into in this reloading game. We will have many, many more chats and discussions on reloading, especially as I start getting the components and start actually doing this. Uh, I'm going to have questions. I'm going to have a lot of growing pains, but thank you to everyone that's helping out so far. Um, and thanks for watching and listening. We shall see you soon. Simplify.